All right. Welcome to the Completely Unwarranted Self-Confidence Podcast, number whatever. I'll remember it later. Uh, I'm sitting here with Drew. Um, I grew up with him right down the street. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Drew. Yeah, Drew and uh, grew up next to Brandon. (laughs) That's it. That's the only thing he does. Short short and sweet. That's (laughs) what I I specialize in is going up next to Brandon. Now, this this is going to be an interesting one just because we we are friends, but... We're not, we were never like close friends. Yeah. Really ever. I was I was friends with your little brother, who was more friends with my little brother. <laughs> but I He's guess kind of adopted you as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, that might speak more for my maturity level. And I was like I could hang out with I couldn't hang out with the kid two years older than me, but I could do the two years younger than me. I It's just crazy, I dude. Like when when you're that age, it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard balance of trying to figure out who do you fit in with, who you don't R- really. It was cause there was guys that were just, I mean, they're still my same grade that were six months older than me, but if, you know, apparently they had the, the feel of, Oh, you're young. I'm like, please dude. Like yeah, we're talking about, so, and there'd be other guys, you know, two or three years older than me that welcome me with open arms. I mean, yeah, it's, it's super weird. I never, my, <laughs> I guess it's a humble. I was a freaking weirdo. Uh, <laughs> you said it, not me. My, no, was, I was going to bring it up because it's a, it's a you you better bring it up because I know you probably felt that way. I have, no. a, I have a buddy, I have a buddy that I work with. He never knew me at all, but he's I just tell him stories mm-hmm. and just the snippets he hears. Like, dude, I would have beat you up like every day in high school <laughs> <laughs> if I knew you. No, honestly, I'm the type of guy that if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. I really just don't care. Like, it's one of those things that like I, you have to you have to piss me off pretty good for me to remember you. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I, did, I never did too much to make people mad besides yeah. just being so, a weirdo. So I don't I, remember you being that weird. I just remember like you went no. through a darker phase, but then I'm like, emo, emo <laughs> kids were super cool. And I decided to take up that idiocy tight, tight pants, bro. I'm still, oh, I'm yeah. st- I still rock a uh, skinny jeans. They're not girl pants anymore though. Oh, I, I, so I actually used to work at buckle after I, graduated. I remember you worked at buckle and I was like, Drew would work at buckle. <laughs> <laughs> that's he what would. I thought about you. If yeah. you would. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know if that's a confident or that's a dig. I I'll take it as both. At, at the time, it, at the time it was like, Lulim, Lulim. Oh, man. no, but so I remember like, that was my very first gig into sales. And uh, this this guy came in, kid guy. I don't know. He, he's a punk. I don't know. He came I call in. I call like forty year olds kids with the, if they yeah. I feel like I'm like someone's lacking there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess like he's probably. I mean, I think he's only a grade. I mean, so I graduated high school, and so okay, okay, he's only like a grade younger than me. Oh, okay. And so to me, he was a kid, even though I'm like yeah, dude, like you're only maybe like seven months older than him or whatever. But anyways, yeah. he came in. He's just like, hey, bro. I need some pants. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. Like, how do you like your pants to fit? He's like, well, you're probably not going to find them over here. Cause we're standing in the guy's section. And I'm just like, what? Sure heard. enough, dude, he darts over to the, the, the chick mech portion. I'm like, <laughs> I, I looked at him. I was like, ah, dude, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think I can help you on this. Yeah. Like my boss gave me the dirtiest look. He's just like, what? And I'm like, I am willing sorry, to dude, lose the sales commission I did. because I lost you, it. sir, <laughs> have issues. Yep. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Cause Again, being in a decade of cells, like uh, I look at metrics and like you know what quota is. And, yeah. And uh, the qu- my quota was to sell three pairs of jeans and like two a, shirts a day, a day, a, or, a shift, or a shift. A shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> so which is like you know three hundred fifty four hundred bucks, whatever. Yeah. And 
I remember I was like, dude, I'm behind on my sales, but I don't give a crap. I'm not selling yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to freaking sell girl jeans to a dude. And, and let's, let's be honest. That's probably why we never were super close. <laughs> it's because I always like, Drew wouldn't understand that I wore girl pants. And I also, probably you were like, I'm pretty sure Brandon's wearing girl pants. So. <laughs> I didn't <know> <laughs> The thing is though, dude, like. I didn't get the bedazzled ones though. So at least you couldn't uh, necessarily tell. I was just overweight. So shouldn't been wearing girl pants in the first place. <laughs> like nothing, nothing screams. Oh, good heavens! Help that young man, as like a like two hundred pounds. He's going nowhere fast. Two hundred pounds with like, <laughs> I uh, wear the girls' super skinny jeans, but I need a size eighteen. <laughs> right? I don't know what size Sir, I wore. Sir, that's not that's <laughs> not skinny. <laughs> All you have is zeros. Do you have a two zero? <laughs> <laughs> um, sir, I I went on my mission. He's gonna be skinny for you, <laughs> but this is a regular. <laughs> you know, if he just got guy skinny jeans, you're gonna blow the crotch out on him and me anyway, right, man? <laughs> yeah, but I they're not tight enough. <laughs> oh gosh, it's amazing I have a child. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly that's, breathtaking. That's my say. my testicles still produce <laughs> semen with my super tight pants. Sorry oh, if your man. parents listen to this, Drew. No, it's fine. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, oh, that's I've Brandon. More, I've been that's more, uh, Brandon. No, trust me, I've been much, far more graphic than that. I was, <laughs> was going to say before we started recording, you you uh you you cut the ends off a few cuss words, and I was like, no, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I wonder if he's doing that for my sake because, uh, no, I'm yeah. doing it for my, my own salvation oh, that's, sake. <laughs> that's good. That's, I'm, I'm at that. Uh, I lent myself to one swear word a day. So I have to pick wisely. Ooh, <laughs> would be the F word. Well, no, I have oh, nice. to pick my timing correctly. I have to be angry uh, enough and I try not to drop the F bomb. I, I, I actually good. do try on that one. My, my favorite word is the. The shizzle word. Ah, that's my gotcha. that's kind of my go-to. I'll be honest with you. Like swearing is very interesting. So, I actually started swearing like in second grade. And oh, like, well, oh, of course. And yeah. I'm not saying like, oh damn it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm talking like freaking Navy sailor like, effy yeah. this and effy that and here we go. Yeah. And it's like oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't realize like swearing how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And how unnecessary it is. Well, yeah. I mean, no one can understand you, especially. I mean, I've got yeah. a close friend of mine who. Every other word is effing this and effing that. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, if you want to swear, fine. But it's funny because the I think it's uh, I am legend or whatever. He's like, or I robot actually. Where Will Smith is like, dude, stop swearing. You're not even good at it. No, yeah. I laugh because I'm like, that's actually a thing, dude. Like, if you're yeah. gonna swear, at least be good at it. Like, yeah. it's it's so <laughs> it's true. All about timing and stuff and what you're actually saying. Oh well, I mean, even like you know, like where the f are you going? You just ask the person, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't have to, to, to and that, uh, I've, I've noticed that if ever there, if I'm, if I'm having a particular bad day, sometimes I'll catch myself and I realize that it was all completely unnecessary. It's always it's, unnecessary, but yeah, well, it makes you that, feel better. That's true. Yeah. It, it does make you feel better. <laughs> and that's where, and, and it's just funny because I actually, <laughs> it's only a mission. I had this conversation is which my, is the, and of all people was the kid I was training. Yes. <laughs> so yes. We were talking about swearing and, and uh, he's just like, did you ever swear before the mission? I was like, oh yeah, dude. Like, Never. Absolutely I mean, not. I, I, I mean, I was probably at my, he's like, oh yeah, in high school. I was like, well, of course I swore in high school, but I wasn't, that wasn't my quote unquote prime for swearing. Like I was actually my prime swearing in like second or third grade because <laughs> I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like, you know, oh. you, you know, parents always say, Hey, we don't talk like that. So I'm like, okay, yeah, but adults say it. So it's an adult thing. It's kind of like the, Hey, we don't hit. Hey, we don't push. Mm. But 
no one really cares. And so I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. And then it wasn't until like third or fourth grade I realized, oh no, it's a big deal. Like you should not talk like that. Yeah. And so anyways, so we were talking about swearing. I'm just like, yeah, I wasn't like a huge, you know, a huge cusser, but I told him, I was like, out of all the words, I, the, uh, the S H I T word is definitely my preferred <laughs> word. There's just, there's just some emotion about that. And he just started laughing. He's like, dude, no kidding. He's just like, that is probably the funniest word, like swear word to say, because that can be like, you can mean serious business when you say that, but you can also, it's like the end of a punchline and it will be phenomenally hilarious. I'm like, I will not disagree with you. Mm. Like that is hundred percent accurate. See, I had mind if I was to, someone was like, Oh, you can only have one a day. It, the, and that's a hard thing. My Very wife, hard. my wife hates it is the F word mm-hmm. because what's your situation, bro? <laughs> it will fit it like it will it's true happy <laughs> mad sad it like whatever context you want to put verb uh, adjective noun like it's <laughs> oh it, man it, it will fit better than anything else and it but it's yeah it's uh oh uh, well that's the funny part about the english language is because so i remember so i started an elias mission in italy so not <laughs> Funny side story. One of the members <laughs> came up to me after I got my mission call and that was made public or whatever. One of the missionary or one of the uh, members comes to me and goes, oh, you're going to Italy? So what language will you speak? And when French. Dude, her husband looked at her, he's like, Taiwanese. What the heck? Of course he's speaking Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, it's English speaking. Yeah. It's super surprising, actually. But it's British English, actually. Br- so yeah. It's going to be <laughs> I have to learn Cockney, new language, British, yes. Cockney, Brit- Cockney English. Oh gosh! In Milan, Italy. You know, yes. if it's gonna be cognate, you know who I want my you know, my my accent teacher to be? Oh, it has to be Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one accent he actually refuses Friggin to do Mary. after doing Mary Poppins. <laughs> but anyways, after my so on my mission, like I was like six months in country, and I I got the hang of things pretty good as yeah. far as language goes. But there were moments where I just couldn't understand some people, and I couldn't figure out oh, why. Boy, and I'm like, I don't get it, Anziano, and Anziano is you know. Elder in Italian. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't okay. get it. Like, I can understand it, but I, yeah, I can't. He has a big grin in his face. I'm like, <laughs> what? And of course, I'm so focused on like, you know, the religious aspect of being good that I'm actually being naive to possibly what it could be. And of oh. course, the guy's just cussing up a storm. Oh, okay. And he's just like, I oh, he didn't saying, catch half of that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, okay, fine. But he used like 30 different words. And he's like, yeah, they're all the F word. I'm like, what? How is that possible? And it wasn't till that moment that I realized. Just like what you said, the F word is an adjective, it's a noun, it's a verb. You can make it whatever the heck you want it to be. Of course, in every language, and then probably every, probably every dialect has their own vulgar Oh, they do. Vulgar but words, the weird thing so. is, though, there's literally 15 F words in the Italian language because you really? can't have, well, because you can't have, and again, English is very versatile, and so you can say the F word and it can be a verb, yeah. an adjective, whatever. That's in true. In Italian, they have the, the adjective con- version, the conjugation, the conjugation so, for um, a verb. And depending so, on how you're using it. Exactly. No, exactly. And so like, <laughs> so you do, you know, past tense for yeah. versions will be different. Oh, if it's like, you're speaking you know, to a couple guys, if you're cussing at a couple guys, or just one guy. I, I, dude, I, I, I a kid A superior you or an inferior dude, person. Dude, yeah. we joke about it, but that's 100% accurate. That's, well, I think it's so crazy. I took French for five years, so okay, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't remember anything. I yeah, more I say that because <laughs> I, I say that more just because I remember that like one noun, you know, is, you know, you know, like run in English, you know, mm-hmm. I ran, they ran, she, she runs. Yep. We ran, I run, you they know, ran, it's, it's, yeah. it's not it's very complicated. There's no but conjugation. There's, there's six different kinds mm-hmm. and it's, and it's like even the, 
you pronounce it differently, whether it's like feminine or masculine and all. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so, so it's funny because, so I actually never swore my mission. Um, actually, I lied. I swore once. And of course I dropped the F-bomb. It was like, nice. it was like three months before I went home. It was oh, because elder. <laughs> well, so my cop and I were sitting there and dry cleaning is incredibly expensive in Italy, like incredibly expensive. And so typically you dry, you do like your, you get your suit dry clean, maybe like once every six to eight months, because again, it is very expensive. So Bless your heart. Pr- we just went to a Goodwill and got a new suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, there's no Goodwills in Italy. dude. <laughs> if there was, trust me, I would have had like 30 Armani suits and I came back oh, home from the Goodwill oh, store. Yeah. But anyways, we were at the bus stop and it was raining like crazy. And dude, bus drivers do not give a flying rat out there, dude. They're like, you want to talk about Tokyo Drift? Those guys freaking taught the stunt man, man, I swear. But anyways, it was raining really bad and we're sitting there. It was a bad day, just a bad day. And I'm sitting at the freaking bus stop, dude. And out of nowhere, this bus driver looks at us, sees that we're American, flips us off and guns it and smashes right into a rain puddle and completely douses my brand spanking freshly pressed pressed suit and i'm like (laughs) super loud dude and my comp just looks at me with white eyes and he just lost he was laughing i mean because i mean he's a normal guy he he just oh that's he was rolling laughing dude i'm just like that was the first time I swore my mission. Wow. (laughs) My i think the only time i ever swore on my mission was i was singing a song and then in my head, <laughs> I was like, happened. out loud, what the hell? And I was like, <laughs> whoops. Oh, man. <laughs> and this was, this was at the end where I was like trying to be like, you. I mean, it's so odd on your mission. I don't know if you ever got to this point. And this is probably, probably most of our listenership are like, are they talking about Mormon missions? <laughs> this is not what we signed up for. They're talking about Iraq, this, right? About if they went to Iraq and never swore once, <laughs> they're we angels. Were on, <laughs> we were on this mission. And... Uh, <laughs> for Jesus. <laughs> but uh I it was at the end of my mission too where I was there I wasn't doing many bad things anymore. Uh-huh. Which is so funny because you get home and you're like, "Oh, it's because I wasn't playing video games, watching TV, yeah. dealing with All my stupid influences. siblings, uh trying to date girls, dealing with my parents." I was just it was just going to meet another bro, yep. just like doing our thing. Yeah. And it was like you you can't get, it's not much trouble you can get into unless you really just want to go off the rails on yeah, your you mission. You have to actually try to get yes, in trouble. Yes, on your mission. Yeah, exactly. And I, I went to Nebraska and in, mm-hmm. uh, in Iowa. So a little bit different, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure you have crazy stories oh, it's, as well. Yeah. It's That's one thing Growing up in Salt Lake, pretty much a different country. Yeah. Going outside of, out of, outside of Idaho, Utah, and like Arizona. I'll put Wyoming in there as well. Yeah, in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. It, you're, it's pretty much going to a different country. Oh, yeah. I've had sa- I've had uh, sales training uh, gigs across the U.S. And like uh, um, mm-hmm. I've been to training. It's like in uh, Alabama and Texas. And then I've also gone to a number of trade shows throughout my career. And it is so insane. Mm-hmm. Like how different people are like, Utah's such a bubble. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But yeah. you know what? I welcome it. And like, that's just fine it's, with me. It's, like, it's, it's a great it's, place. It's safe. Most I, people that come here aren't, unless they're like, oh, I don't like Mormons. They're so Well, we Mormon. founded Utah, so screw yeah, you. Yeah, so. Like, well, <laughs> so you can go somewhere you, else. You just, yeah, you can leave. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not keeping you yeah, here. But most people that come here, unless, like I said, they have an attitude problem, are like, Utah's great. Yeah, but uh, But it was at the end where I was like trying to clean up. And that was actually one of my, like I made a list of like things that I do that aren't good. My yeah. list would be very long. Oh, it was. Oh, that was a thing. I actually, actually, I actually prayed about it, and I was like, 
let me know the mistakes I'm still making. God's life. That's, that's pleasure. A freaking, that's a freaking Pandora's box, dude. I got I got pretty depressed after like a day and a half of like because I would write them down. You know, I need to work oh, yeah. on this, and you you know, like I could think of like seventy 20. pages later. Yeah, like to, I I think I quit after like that day and a half, where I'm just like I'm gonna freaking kill myself at the end of this day. There's so many dumb things I do. Seriously, because you're like you know trying to like thought police yourself and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But yeah, it was yeah, it was like a singing song. Like, damn it! Dude. It's, oh no! <laughs> I was like, oh, like 20 months in, I was like, darn it. Yeah. Oh. But uh, I, uh, the the worst, funniest, but the worst swear story on my mission was, uh, was my companion. And he, uh, is, <laughs> little detail, I was with him for four and a half months. Okay. Long time to be with someone. I had two companions time, I was yeah. with that long. Second one, it was a dream. This one. He actually had pretty sure he had undiagnosed Asperger's, like where he didn't know he had it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very difficult because I can't, I can't shut the hell up ever about anything. So I couldn't talk to him because it wasn't it was very little social construct yeah. understanding. Um, but uh, he, uh, <laughs> we were out tracting, knocking on doors and. Elder, I have to go pee. And I was like, we'll just finish up the street and we'll go. And he's like, oh, man. Because I seen your companion. I had the yeah. keys. We weren't going anywhere. He wasn't going anywhere. And <laughs> he wasn't going anywhere. Now I know what type of missionary Brandon was. He manipulated a little bee yeah, over there. He's like, like well, what are you going to do about it? This is essentially, I, I, felt, I felt really bad about this. I essentially ended up torturing him for my own amusement <laughs> because I like, I, it was like my survival technique. It was like, I couldn't talk to him like a normal human being. Yeah. So I'm like, I unfortunately just ended up messing with them. Those social because that was, tough, dude. was, yeah, it was very difficult. Mine was in the MTC. Ooh. But, uh, anyway, we like, I made him like track like two and a half more streets. <laughs> and, he, but every time he's like, That's brutal. elder, I really have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, Go pee under that giant like bush, or go pee behind that. <laughs> he gets or, behind the guy's house. It was like the middle of the day. Like no one's freaking home. Like no one was letting us in. Like you. Yeah. Asking to use the restroom anyway. I was like, just yeah. go pee under the tree. I'm not gonna go pee under that tree, man. I was just like, well, I think I think we need to go keep knocking the street, elder. And he's, <laughs> he's freaking doing like the potty dance. And <laughs> so after like, oh, I I tortured this. Like I said, it was thirty <laughs> minutes or so. I don't know how long it was, but he's like, I'm gonna pee my pants. And I was like, then. And pee your pants, man. Just go. Goes, man. I'm not gonna effing pee my pants. He screams out on the street. And I'm like. And that's where the line was. <laughs> I've crossed it. And so we got in the car and went to a gas station real quick. And the whole time I was like, ooh, I, that's it. I'm half surprised. I pushed it a little too far that I'm time. I'm half surprised you didn't <laughs> go into, you know, Elder, would Christ be pleased with that language? I think we need to, I think we need, I, I think you need to pray and repent. And then, uh, then we can go use the restroom once you've repented. We need to pray and repent and just to show how sorry you are. Knock on three more doors. <laughs> No, that's that's when I know I crossed the line. Yeah. Oh yeah, just go pee under the tree. I'm not gonna pee under the tree. I'm, I'm gonna pee in my pants. I can see pee your pants. In. I'm not gonna effing pee in my pants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I pushed it a little too far. And then yeah, there's another time we made a we got the Nerf. Uh, we made blow dart guns at a half inch PVC with little Nerf darts, and that's what we do for like our zone like activities oh, and wow. stuff. We would do, we'd, we'd hijack a gym and set up tables and stuff for oh, yeah. like barriers. And we did that one time with young men's activity. Can, do you remember that with the marshmallow guns? Yeah, it was, it was just like that, but not like sticky and gross. I mean, it was, it was wet and gross still <laughs> when you get hit in the face and it's like, and all this, all the spit 
thick. <laughs> and you'd, you'd put it back in your gun, you oh, know. God. But <laughs> whatever, dude. You're you're just killing it. But uh, yeah, we we did that. I remember. I pissed him off again another time and he was sitting there scrubbing like our kitchen floor for some reason. I shot him in the face with it. And he's just like, Fuh! and I was like, Oh, another time I crossed the line. <laughs> just a little like notch on your bedpost. I was like, what's that older? It's like, um, it's actually for this it's companion. To swear. Wait a minute. What's that supposed to yeah. mean? Well, it's how many times I've crossed the line. Yeah, it was, all right. I did a lot of repenting for that. I, it was, it was in the middle of my mission where it was just like, I figured out how to work hard, but I didn't figure out how to be a decent human being yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot on my my mission. Real like I I really oh, yeah. came home like a completely different person. Oh, we all do. Oh, and yeah. it was uh it it was it was a good for me. But yeah, that was that taught me to uh, to be kind. I remember <laughs> when I saw him again a few months later. I was just like, hey man, sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, younger. I felt felt, he went home early. I felt really bad about it. And then has PTSD because of Brandon. Oh, I I actually had he doesn't listen. Hopefully, but uh, (laughs) actually he became one of my projects when I got home because he lived like fifty minutes away. And so I was like, oh, I gotta go take care of this kid. He's he like he he was going to BYU. He didn't even have a driver's license or nothing. I was like, oh boy, yeah, someone should take care of him and teach him how the real world maybe is. And I remember I brought you already my, taught him how the world yeah. could be on this mission, dude. <laughs> Unforgiving. Cruel. <laughs> Better pee your pants, man. Just pee your pants. But, Suck uh, it up. <laughs> but he uh, actually took him my when I was engaged when I was engaged with my wife at my current I was, I was so stupid to say. When I was engaged with my current wife. The only time I've ever been. <laughs> anyway, I took her over to meet him. Yeah. And uh he I remember he had he had younger siblings, and my wife loved kids, so she like she like squatted down to like get on their level to like interact sure, with them. Yeah. And I remember he was like, Oh, like looked her up and down. And I remember he like whispered, he's like, you're a very lucky man. And I was like, honey, we got to go. We got to And she was like, what, what? And I was just like, he's, mm. <laughs> he just crossed the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. And, and then after telling her that he's, she's like, well, I don't want anything to freaking do with him ever again. And mm. it was just kind of like, well, that's easy. Well, sorry, bro. <laughs> Can't do anything for you anymore. Okay, bye. Yep. Yeah. Never. He tried to interact with me with for a while and I just never like returned his texts or calls or anything. Sorry, man. Like I just I, left him in the cold, the typical, cold like, world. The yeah. typical like high school chick response. I dropped my phone in the toilet. Sorry. <laughs> Lost all my contacts. No, I'm, I'm pretty good at ghosting people. In fact, if, is, is, if our friendship continues to grow, you might see that. <laughs> You're like, Hey man, what's up? Like a week later. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, sorry, dude. I uh, <laughs> hey, whoa, sorry. was didn't answer your text, <laughs> dude. I, I'm we all do that. My, I'm known. For, I'm 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 very well known for hitting the what I call the fu button. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when someone's when someone's calling you, and you slide, swipe over to go to your voicemail. It's like, eh, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Click, click. iPhone, iPhone. You click the power button twice, oh, so, and that oh, just, you just hang up. Yeah, I'm always. Yeah, I don't even answer and then hang up immediately because you can tell. Oh yeah, it just. Yeah. No, I just, click, I, click. I swipe over. That's the FU button for me. He's like, nope, mm-hmm. click. Well, iPhone's a really dumb thing where sometimes it gives you a hit green answer, or hit red. Yep. But sometimes it just gives you a slide to answer. And I don't know when it chooses to not give you the option to just decline the call. Well, serves you right for going with the fruit company. And then I... You should... <laughs> saying, dude. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I am, I am not a fan. We got invested in waiting. some kind of fruit company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for this to die, but I'm also 
praying that it lasts as long as it can because I yeah. did not want to purchase a new $1,000 freaking smartphone. Well, I freaking told you that's what happened to me a couple weeks ago. Or oh. actually, no, like two months ago. But yeah, freaking first time in my life, you know, and of course, I wasn't saying, oh, boo-hoo, like, this is your first time you broke a phone because I've never broken a phone in my life. Oh, yeah. I've been very fortunate. <laughs> Don't know how, but... Um, but yeah, I totally dropped my phone, you know, for, it slipped out of my pocket when I was coming back from the gym. And of course, you know, gym shorts don't always have the deepest pockets, yeah. which drives me nuts. Um, because in my opinion, they have to have the deepest pockets. It's yeah. always <laughs> sitting or laying down or do your workout or even running. But yeah, I get out of my truck and all of a sudden my phone goes splat and totally. And there we go. Hey, hey, Drew, guess what? You get the wonderful opportunity to purchase a brand new thousand yes. dollar phone Oof. that you were not prepared to pay for. I mean, you got to have them too. You got to have a smartphone nowadays. The, that it's day and a half. A- I felt so lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize what a slave I was. No. My oh, phone you, until you that really moment. are. Yeah. Cause I've, I've considered it so many times, uh, especially dealing with like, uh, like just having the internet and all that mm-hmm. connectivity and the stupid games on it and things like that. I've, ugh, it drives me nuts. And I've like, I've heard about people that go back to a flip phone. And I'm like, Oh, that'd be amazing. And then I think about it. And I'm like, no one would, but do hear I want- f- no one would hear from me ever again. I'm like, this is, it's too long to send a text. No, I don't. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> my problem is, though, is like, I. so my favorite phone of all time was actually this, I don't know if you remember these, but there was like a black Nokia flip phone that had the button on the side. There's like a, it was almost like a switchblade where you like, you hit the button and the top would fling open. Oh, and it was like a T? With no, it wasn't the T. It wasn't the T. This was before the T. This was, it was still flip phone, but the button was on the side and it would just flip open for you. Oh, yes. And I, I played with that all the time in class. I'd just be sitting there and like, click, 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 click. Yeah. And that thing was so indestructible because I was working construction mm-hmm. at that time. <laughs> and dude, if, if I had a smartphone, I was working back, you know, doing concrete construction, I probably gone through like seven oh, phones it's, it's, that it's summer. It's terrifying to think of like how you, I remember there's, so I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. and he always brings up if someone doesn't have a case on their phone, they're like, he's like, whoa, <laughs> living dangerously, dude. You're just, you're a freaking you're just asking for rolling the, a case, rolling dude. The, like my wife made me buy like a military drop tested mm-hmm. like case. That's what mine is. She was like, we cannot afford, we cannot afford to keep buying you stupid smartphones because you're an idiot. Like <laughs> that's the same pep talk I get to myself. And that's, I mean, and look at it. It's like I have chunks missing out of it. It's broken. The screen protector is all cracked on mine. Now I'm just like I'm like Mike. Well, of course now my kid. I have to learn to. Oh yeah. This he's carrying around. And I'm just like. <sighs> Thanks, yeah, it works buddy. and then of course he's screaming and i'm like you don't understand <laughs> you're the one that's crying he's the one that's just looking you, you like stop your crying you dad. food or for dad have a phone because <laughs> well my thing like the funniest thing is i you you hear always hear like read the new reviews on like new phones new smartphones coming out like oh the galaxy s10 is so beautiful look at this sleek design i'm sitting there being like okay holmes who actually has a naked smartphone because i don't know one person yeah. personally who cares about what it's the sleek new design? Because guess what? You're going to cover that shit up. Oh crap. I just used my swear for that. <laughs> <laughs> was that it? Yeah, that was. Like, oh, good job, man. There it is. I have a way of bringing it out in folks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your support. <laughs> That's one of those things I've realized that God gives me till the day I die to try to figure, to try to figure myself out. I, all I can do is that little like, Try to do a little bit the next day, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. But uh, no, it really is. Like I I think if I was like rich, maybe I'd be one of those like naked phone people. But even then, I'd be like, God, what a... There's nothing to hold, though. They're so freaking thin. I, yeah. If, if I pull mine off, like I for work, they give me a work phone. Mm-hmm. And if I have an OtterBox in it, and I'm just used to that. Yeah. But there's times like I'll take out to clean it. 
and I'm like, whoa, it's like three times as big with that oh, yeah. freaking box on it. And I'm surprised this one, that's, I don't even know what this one is, but that's, it still keeps it thin. Of course, mm-hmm. in my skinny jeans, I hate having, that's another reason for the fanny pack because I hate, uh, I hate stuff in my pockets. Right there with you, but I, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I can't do it. it makes me, I have to do a slim wallet. I do have a, see, that's, I do have that. I have like a money clip slim wallet as, as well yeah. because for you, well, I started noticing my back was killing me. This was like, you know, seven or eight years ago before mm. like these things were a fad. It was like slowly oh. coming I out. I started doing front, I started doing that's front exactly pocket what I carry did. before I even got to the slim wallet. And that's exactly so. what I did because at the time they didn't make the slim wallets. Like there was like a couple, but they weren't like cool or tested yeah. or whatever, you know? So like no one really had them. And so that's what I had the George Costanza wallet. <laughs> it's just like my freaking front pocket, dude. And I'd just be rocking around. And I was like, geez, Drew, like what people, you pack in there? People like, have like well, the square, the perfect one square. Out hole in their oh yeah. That was totally me. That was totally and, me. And then, oh man. And then, uh, so I did that, but then I started complaining that I was like, geez, I can't put anything in my stupid pocket because yeah. I had this massive wallet in there. And my wife's like, have you thought of like a skinny wall? I'm like, a what? And then my coworkers literally like the a week later went to the mall and bought one of the first like muddy clip skinny wallets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, Oh dude, it's so freaking awesome. And I was like fascinated, like how fast they can find which card they want to use. Cause I, I don't have that many credit cards, yeah. but at the time before they added your cell phone to your accounts, you had your Smith's card, your Walmart card. Oh yeah, card, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these stupid, <laughs> before, you know, yeah, before member, your smartphone that you yeah, need to exactly. function in this life, you had your cards. Yeah. So you had like all these stupid like member perks cards and the crap. I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so great. And so then I was like, yes, that's what I want for my birthday. So hence, you know, the slim wall entered yeah. my life and <laughs> changed it. And I was like, oh, thank you. Nowadays it sucks when like you're talking to someone, you're like, oh, I'm really interested in what you do. And they're like, here's my business card. And you're like. What do I do with it? No, no, thanks. And you like hand it back can to you them. Just text like, me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can just give you my number and you can text me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it's but it's like way too way too personal. Like you, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. When they hand you a card, I'm like, I'm going to lose this because I'm not putting it in my slim wallet. I don't have enough. Like I even want to take my insurance cards out of there, but I know as soon as I do, uh, that's when I'm going to be like, "What's your insurance?" I'm going to be like, I. No, like it was, I took it out last week. So a word, so a side note on the business cards, how they get lost. So I thought I was being cool because I came back from a mission and then my boss printed me a business card of my own. Don't know why, because it was strictly, you know, I was, I was a headhunter for two years Mm. or, you know, a recruiter. I I was charged with, you know, trying to, trying to um, find the best software engineers and then get them over to other companies okay, who couldn't yeah. legally recruit them, but they can have <laughs> say, Hey, you're a third party. So if you guys casually happen to stumble upon so-and-so we'd love to chat mm, with them. Right. Gotcha. So every time, every now and then we get to these like conventions. And so my boss gave me business cards for these. Well, I thought I was a, some bad a, and there's this like this smoking hot chick. And I was like, Hmm. So we were chatting uh, and we actually had to bolt and I was like, Hey, sorry, I can't bolt, but Hey, give me a call. And I shot her my business card and she just looked at me like, what the freak? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. No, I didn't get a call back. From <laughs> so I, not every, as cool as I thought I was. Every time people are whipping up business cards, I just think of the scene from American Psycho when they're, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I haven't, no. Oh, it's, it's what's rough. There's a few scenes where I'm like, oh, I get why this is rated R. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it's like a softcore porn. <laughs> yes, those scenes are what I'm talking about, Drew. Um, <laughs> In case you're there's never there's a there's a there's a part where like he actually he he decides to murder someone 
It's a show. American Psycho is about a murderer for all you people like Drew hasn't seen it. It's, it's, I haven't seen, but I know it's about a murder and there's a lot of sex. Yeah, yeah, there's a decent amount of sex and the murder. It's it's. I love Christian Bell and he is He's one of is one of his one. He he murders Jared Leto in it. He's in it. I didn't know it's Jared Leto. Jared Leto yeah, he freaking chops him with an axe. It's beautiful. But he does it because... Well, this was great getting to talk to you guys. place <laughs> before he chops me up. They haven't caught me yet. That's what... <laughs> I'm not a psycho. You had me bring my gun, so I'm I was going to say, it's like, you came armed. That's how to... You're safe, maybe. Who can draw quicker? Appendix carry, bro. Woo. I already drew. You're already dead. Oh, There's a hole in your chest. Okay. This is not coming across well in audio format. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he literally kills him because... His business card is nicer than his. Oh my god! And they're literally there's a scene where they're like sliding their business cards to each other across the desk, just to be like, "Had some new business card to print it up." And there it is, like they're all just like, "Oh!" And he's just like losing it internally over these business cards. Look at the soft, like the the raised lettering. Oh my the, gosh! The egg white finish on it. <laughs> the egg white the, finish. <laughs> the slate lettering and the oh that font. I hate it. It's better than mine. <laughs> like he's like, there's one of the best scenes ever is where they, they Photoshop them and they're Pokemon cards. Uh-huh. So they're flipping it out and like sliding it. They're like, check out my new card. And he slides and that's like a holographic Charizard. He's like, Oh my gosh. And it's like, but it's but like the words are the same. Like look at the colors, the lettering on it. Like <laughs> it's like, he's like, He's like holding his, but it's like sideways. So it looks like, yeah. he's like a crazy person looking like a squirtle, like silently. <laughs> Only you would bust up the Pokemon references, I, dude. <laughs> dude, it, that was a cool thing when we were kids, man. It was cool. People, I, that, was, that, was, people our, that was Our it. children will never know about Pokemon or about flip phones. I had an NV3, dude, where it was like normal phone with like the 10 buttons with the little screen. Mm-hmm. Show the time. And you flip that thing over. Keyboard, oh yeah, and I was like, "Suck it, all you people!" I only have you have to <laughs> click the the seven buttons four times to get to the yep. T. You losers! <laughs> like, I had, I had a like space a bar on my phone, yep. bro. <laughs> What's up? Like, oh yeah, Do you remember Blackberries was it were a thing? Oh yeah, that was like the phone to have. Like, oh yeah, the Blackberry was. I mean, if you had a Blackberry in school, I was like, whoa. Everyone's like, dude. Your yeah. parents are rich. Yeah. I mean, only like the rich kids had and, Blackberries yeah. and like the rest of us had like yeah. shizzy Nokia's or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it was like, it was like the equivalent of like having like a, like a BMW when you're in high school. Oh, do you remember the Razors? Oh yeah. The Motorola Razors? Oh, of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. The hot pink ones. Oh yeah. And, like, every, <laughs> every cute girl had the pink razor. Oh yeah. And if she didn't, you're like, oh, I, don't know. Mm, I don't know. Even though I'm fat and wearing chick pants, I don't know if I want to date you. <laughs> Not that you would even look at me <laughs> you consider me but i'm gonna next to you before you ever consider me why don't you have a hot pink razor little disappointed she's like who are you <laughs> like, you're sorry, weird get away you. from me and why are you wearing my pants why do you have an inklet <laughs> oh I'm, my gosh i made it myself <laughs> <laughs> no dad i'm not gay <laughs> i swear i hate you you know what the thing is though like what an ego blow it must be for one of those girls like no one, no offense to you, but just have someone in that circumstance to be rejected by that. And be like, what is going on? <laughs> I just got rejected by a guy in skinny and girl skinny pants with an anklet. I wouldn't ask. I thought that guy was gay, but he walked up and told me that he wouldn't ask me out. I don't know. So did know I why. confirm my suspicion? <laughs> I don't know. Is it because I don't have the hopping grazer or because he's gay? God. 
the early 2000s are so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, really, I think about that sometimes. Like, my kid was born in 2017. And it's just like, I, and it, it's, you don't think about it, but I think, like, God, he has no idea. I remember my dad brought an iPad home, and I'm like, what is this witchcraft? Oh, dude. A touchscreen? Wait, <laughs> you can touch it, and it's okay? Because it's, our entire childhood, for, you don't yeah, touch a screen yeah. ever. And you never touch a screen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, don't touch that. Remember, don't you get oh, get your hands smacked. Oh, yeah. Don't touch the freaking screen. What are you doing? You're gonna you'd see someone and they'd have like the black plasma blacked oh, yeah. out on their screen. Yep. They're like, my freaking niece yeah. freaking smacked his Hot Wheels into it, and I wanted to murder him, but then, ugh, and I'm like, that sucks, bro. Yep, I totally remember that. Yeah, I'm yeah. My dad, my dad brought home an iPad. And it was like your dad would. He's a total IT well, is, IT well, geek. It, his work, his work got it. Oh, really? His, his work got him for him because he's like, this is. And it was what it was. There's no apps. You can't text or do anything. Oh, on yeah. It was. It was like the BlackBerry. It was like that was the new BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. It was like these are for business. And now it's like you walk into a restaurant and three kids are sitting around all their iPads and the parents yeah. are both on and their they're actually their own iPad they're yeah like oh, the parents were freaking Christ- bought them yeah. a $700 iPad yeah what'd you get for Christmas six-year-old oh the new iPad the iPad Pro it's whatever or they're complaining because it's not the, the oh, it's one not the iPad yeah, it's, it's not, not the Pro yeah, it's I not wanted the Pro. this yeah. like, are you kidding me I don't even have a freaking iPad I'm almost 30 yeah I remember I <laughs> I wonder if you listen sorry if you're listening I don't I never used your iPad I had a my last convert on my mission actually gave me his iPad Holy when I got crap. home and I was like, Whoa. Cause right before I left is when like the iPad first came out uh-huh. and I was like, cause I'm going to be a, an adult when I get home and I got home and they're like, Oh, we just, we just use smartphones now. We don't need something that big. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I remember I came home. Okay. <laughs> I remember I came home and I, I still remember the exact conversation. I was at a D's restaurant with like five or six buddies. I was home like maybe five days after my mission. And here I am. Cause again, I'm out of the country and the mission uh, phones are these little Nokia bricks, mm-hmm. you know, these old school ones. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, and they kept talking about this. They kept referencing a smartphone. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, what, what's a mm. smartphone? And they're like, oh, dude, it's the coolest thing ever. Because on mission, the iPad came out. And I remember we thought it was super cool when our mission president got one. Yeah, whoa. And we're like, dude. He's got an iPad because the only way we got a chance, we actually go to the, we actually went to the Apple store and messed with one where it's like our minds were blown. Because mm-hmm. again, touching That's a screen, the, yeah. we're allowed to touch the screen. In fact, you're supposed what to are, touch the what screen. What are apps? What yeah. are apps? <laughs> well, I, I was fascinated with a zoom. Remember like you take your fingers and just, oh, just like just yeah. sprawl out your, your, mm-hmm. uh, your fingers scrolling. and zoom. If you wanted scroll. to go, you, had to, you didn't have to click, click, click. Oh my click. gosh, dude. It was fantastic. I'm like, this is amazing. Nowadays, if you're, you're trying to scroll on something, doesn't, you're like, this is bull crap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking lose your mind. <laughs> there's, there's times, there's times where the, the touch on uh, the, the, cause the two finger like scroll touch mm-hmm. on this thing quits working. I'm like, might as well throw it in the trash. I'm like, <laughs> it makes me so- hashtag first world problems. <laughs> it makes me so. I'm like, I forget that. Like, I sometimes have to use a little like red nipple thing in the middle yep. of the keyboard. Like, I'm like, what is this magic? I remember. I, so I was actually at a neighbor's house for uh, for a church activity with like a, a bunch of the youth, and this ward member actually had a bunch of IBMs, and I was like, what is this red button? He's like, oh, it's the mouse. I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, no, just push it. And I was Whoa. like, whoa. Oh, you remember my dad showed me that too? And he's like, you don't need a mouse, bro. 
Check this out, son. This is this is the future. This is the like, future. <laughs> a button that would never like went anywhere. Little, little mole nipple thing in the middle of the <laughs> keypad there. And you you type stuff out and you have to like move your hand around. So you can, oh yeah. But yeah, no. Super inconvenient, but <laughs> cool nonetheless. Yeah, when I when I got home from my mission, it's because like the iPhone came out like right before. Because it was interesting because you got you got home. It wasn't like you got home like weeks before I left. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember you got, I think you barely got your mission call. Okay. Oh yeah. So like a couple months before like, but still like you left pretty pretty quick when I got back and uh, yeah, like you weren't a normal human being yet before I left. Yeah. I still, I still still joke about that. I'm like, when people wrench for like my, like my, my son is trying to do this. He's been home for two months. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't know anything yet, dude. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, like, he was like, he'll, don't worry about it. He'll adjust eventually. The real life will come back in crushing abuse of sin and awfulness. But, uh, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, when I got back, I was like, I talked to girls cause I was finally not fat and fairly attractive when I got home mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, you're cute. What's your Snapchat? And I was like, my what? What's a Snapchat? It's like, you're like, oh my gosh. And they're like, well, see you later. Once you figure out what reality is. Yeah, pretty much. And, it was, and it, what? And I realized I was suddenly like, I need a job <laughs> to like get a smartphone. There's a lot of things that a come quote unquote standard snap. to everybody else that are not standard to yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it was so confusing. Where it, yeah, like, and now it's like Snapchat's stupid. Yeah, like I, no one. I've never done it. Snapchat. I, I'm not a picture no. person at all. It was Instagram's in pushing it for me. Yeah, I, and that's about the only thing. I'd like, I'm so sick of Facebook because I was oh, like, I did Facebook if, years ago. If I'm gonna waste the only, it's mission people. The only reason I still use Facebook, and uh, and but even then, like, I barely communicate with anyone just because it's that's the thing. Twitter. Too short, too much dumbness, way too... I mean, not that nothing is political anymore. Everything's so political nowadays. But uh, Twitter's too too much of a shit storm, let's say it. Pretty much. Uh, Facebook, people can ramble on and post the dumbest things with no context or anything. No. It's way too confusing. I'd rather look at pictures of cool cars and guns on, Insta- on Instagram and be like, oh, what is that? Oh, it's a caption great and that's the only thing that it is it's oh it's a picture good oh that's what it is very cool okay moving on moving like, on it's yep. it's if i'm gonna waste my time with social media it's it's instagram now i can't cool because it's, it's basically like a busy person's youtube you like mm, the videos are that's like, a good point that's a good because point. the videos are only like what 30 seconds to a minute tops I'm long, a minute yeah and it's just a video or, or it's just a picture of something cool that you dig and so because I, I i hate social media the passion like I'm one of those people where I'm like, yeah, I, I'm a total dick. People, uh, you know, people like share their opinion. I'm like, oh, well, you're entitled to share your opinion, but you're wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, oh, and they're just yeah. kind of like, what? And, but I just don't care about hearing their opinions. And so at Facebook, I mean, I got off it, gosh, eight years ago. Cause I'm, I got so sick and tired of the drama and the, the threats of that's it. I'm through my Facebook. No one cares unless oh, you guys oh, comment. Yeah. When people, and the political yeah. rants, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking this to share, so all my real friends need to need to comment their first memory of like our friendship, or else I'm going to delete you. And I'm like, oh, well, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm being deleted, and then I'm never deleted. So I guess not that I even check. I if if people, I think it's like my wife probably like unfriended me, <laughs> which is so funny. It sounds like it's like when you're a little kid. I remember I remember when uh, 
when, when your brother Connor and my little brother Nick, I remember when something happened there, Nick Nick came home and he was like mad or something. Or I remember I was talking to Connor or something. And he was like, "Me and Nick broke up." <laughs> and I remember I was like, "What?" <laughs> so yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Care to explain? I didn't know I was that serious. <laughs> so the, one of the funniest stories in our family actually is about Connor and Nick. So. Nick is, is Brennan's little brother and it, is, it was so perfect because so those two were inseparable when they yeah, were kids. Yeah. So anyways, one time Nick slept over at my, at my, at my house and they, they come up for breakfast and my parent and my, one of my parents, my mom and my dad looks at Nick and goes, so do you want pancakes or French toast? Nick doesn't say a word, looks at Connor and then Connor looks at Nick and then Connor then looks at my dad and goes, he wants pancakes. <laughs> it's like, that's like one of the family jokes, dude, because like Nick didn't say a word and Connor, all he did was look at Nick and Nick looked at him. Nick wants pancakes. <laughs> Nick wants pancakes. <laughs> it's all right. Cause one of my, one of my, uh, one of our family jokes is, uh, what we call chicken nuggets in our house. Oh, and it's no. cause one time I think me and Nick went over to see Connor or something. And Carlin, when he was still really young, yeah. his mom, your mom made him uh, chicken nuggets. And he was singing a song at the time. And it went something like this. <clears throat> I like chicken nuts. I like chicken nuts. I like chicken nuts. Just that repeated over and over. I was like, what? And then Connor's like, Connor's like, that's what he calls chicken nuggets. <laughs> we tried telling him it's chicken nuggets, but he just keeps calling them chicken nuts. I don't know. <laughs> so now we're like, I love chicken nuts. So that's a running joke in my family. Actually, well, is, funny, is chicken nuts. Have <laughs> <laughs> to get Carl and crap about that next time I see him. Be like, so bro, do you still dig the chicken uh, nuts, yeah, or you moved uh, on to something uh, bigger, uh, or what? Blanklet. Connor, Nick came home and was like, dude, Connor calls uh, blankets blanklets. So what? I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and I, which was, it was maybe, I think it was him. Was it that were stairs? They called, it was, he either called blankets blanklets or stairs stairs. Gosh, I don't know. It could have been both. I don't want to put all that Possibly. on Connor <laughs> because it could have been easily been like one of our cousins or something like that. Yeah. But it was one of those two came from Connor. But I remember it was, it was like, I got to go downstairs. <laughs> my whole oh family was like, <laughs> Man, that's so funny. Like the little things that like, if you ask me, like if you remember things like that, like no, no one remembers no. that stuff, but it's like the one or two little yeah, things yeah, that just stick like, out to you. And it's just like, it was know. just funny, you know? Oh, were were you a douche to your uh, younger siblings? Or were, so Connor, you seemed like you were kind of like a cool older brother. When I was, I was like, God, I should probably be more like that. <laughs> hey Nick, come here, I need to beat you to half to death with a, a pool noodle. So <laughs> here's the funny part: I was the cool, I was the cool brother to Carlin, my my youngest brother, because he because Carlin worshipped me. In fact, I actually got him when I snapped my fingers. He would salute me and go, "Yes, sir." I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> and I, so, I think I might remember that. Yeah. Dude, and check like, this out. <laughs> dude, it God, was like, going on the corner and go like, hey, Drew, 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 we can't bug Drew too long. He's re- he's really busy doing adult stuff. Hey, Drew, go- <laughs> show him what you do to Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was usually me and Carlin against Connor. Uh, and this, now on it, like being 100% honest, this is actually one of those moments that I regret the most of my life. Well, there's two, and they both have to deal with Connor. 
<laughs> and so Connor's, Connor's my, my, you know, he's the middle kid. I'm the oldest. And um, the, the first one was when Connor or Carl and I would gang up on him all the time. And we would, it got to the point where we teased him so bad. I remember Connor actually went into his room and we didn't see him for like an hour. I'm like, what the heck? So I walk over there and I see this bundle on top of the bunk bed. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, Connor. And I just hear him sobbing. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, nothing, go away. And I'm like, what is, no, seriously, dude, what is going on? He's just like, I'm sick and tired of you guys teasing myself, so I'm roasting myself. So he's, <laughs> he's roasting. So there's this kid, this like this seven year old kid, quote unquote, roasting himself with like 80 blankets. Oh, he's on top of He's trying to like cook himself. Yeah, he's trying to, to like, yeah, he's trying to cook himself with like 80 blankets on top. And he's like sweating like profusely. I'm sitting there like. <laughs> and, like, and and the typical you know like 13 year old I was I'm like do whatever bro and like and I just leave the room not offer sympathy so I look back and I'm like man that's a douchebag and the probably the one thing that I again next to that I feel so good in fact actually after I asked for his forgiveness on this like two years ago because I felt I still feel awful about it so when I was like seven or eight Connor was like he's like five years old or five years younger than me so he's like two or three super young I'd go with my buddy and my mom's like hey look Every time you leave, he screams because he wants to be with you. So if you leave this house, you don't come back. Or if you come back, you're staying here because I'm tired of calming him down. <laughs> okay, mom, whatever. I go to my buddy's house. And of course, my typical memory. Hey, Drew, did you bring this? <sighs> yeah. I forgot, dude. When you got to go home, to get go, it. I have to go back. Yeah. You have to go home. You know, get prior- it. Priorities, yeah. right? And so anyways, we go back. I told him, I was like, dude, if we go back, that means I have to stay. I don't know. He's like, no, dude, trust me. It'll, be, it'll work out. It'll work out. I'm like, okay, fine. So we go back to my place. I, and then all of a sudden I open the door and there's Connor. Drew! He's like so happy to see me. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> and my mom's like, hey, Drew. Like, guess what? Yeah, guess where dumb, you're staying? Dummy. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, my buddy and I grab, you know, whatever thing we needed. And then I'm starting to think of like, I don't want to be here. What can I do? He can't, okay. My mom told me he can't cry. Because I, I went back to my mom. I was like, look. As long as he's not crying, can I leave? She's like, yeah, I don't care. If he's not crying, you can go. Yeah. I'm like, got it. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, Connor, want to play hide and seek? <laughs> yes. Okay, buddy, you go hide and we'll come find you. Okay. All right, go. I'll count. And here's this little t- innocent two or three-year-old with all the trust in the world to his older brother, runs to wherever he goes. Me and my buddy Stetson. Go, 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 go. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it, dude. We freaking bolt, back, bolt out the back door, and we're gone. We're just like, well, he wasn't crying. Dude, I freaking came home. My mom was furious with me. I was like, what is going on? I was like, she's like, I can't believe what you did to your little brother. I'm like, well, was he crying? That was the deal. <laughs> you know, and she's your, just like, your logic. He would like I to- followed the rules. Oh, 100%. But even though you know you're you're an asshole. Oh, oh 100% dude. Absolutely. <laughs> Fully warranted. And and she's like, "Your brother locked himself in a closet for a half hour waiting for you to find him." But he was killing it though for oh, like for like 30 minutes. And so I didn't think anything of it, but of course when you when you serve a mission for yep, for just, God, you're thinking of like all the good all the horrible things that you yeah. do and that's what, the one thing that ate at me the entire time. I was like, "Dude, I was such a jerk." So I felt I felt absolutely awful yeah. about that. That's one thing you, I think a lot of people don't realize until they serve a mission, or if they're just that empty-headed and they didn't decided not to do it, is you're so busy. But sometimes you're busy doing nothing. <laughs> like you're, oh, knocking, yeah. you're knocking on doors at at eleven at eleven a.m. to 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 three p.m. Guess what? No one's home. Yep. So no one answers. So you're walking around. 
you're both miserable in the heat or whatever, oh, cold, yeah. whatever the season that you're doing it, no matter rain or shine. Yep. And you're just thinking, you're just thinking for two years <laughs> and you have no idea what all you know, you're home, dude, I'm going to get a car. I'm going to get a hot chick and get married, dude. It's going to be awesome. You have no idea besides that what you're going to do. Pretty much. So all you have to do is, is you're thinking about your past. And you just realize. It eats at you, man. <laughs> you just realize, well, here my you are. parents did so much for me and I'm so ungrateful. Well, yeah, you're also teaching people about freaking love and character. And or building your charity. family together and all yeah. you're thinking about. And you're like, the I was the at home. worst <laughs> oldest. I, yeah, because I was older. I'm the oldest brother, too. And I was I was awful to my <laughs> siblings. So oh, yeah. it was. Here, I'm bringing you a message of Christ. But don't, you know, yeah. do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. or as long as your I did. Your family will be together forever. I'm pretty sure my brother and sister don't want that but uh, <laughs> they regret that. <laughs> why mom dad why are you sealed forever oh, yeah. but yeah it's a uh, oh man it's i yeah i'm pretty sure i came home and of course my brother and sister were like hey loser when i got home because they they just super bonded and they're twins mm-hmm. so they're i have no idea what like i will never know what their relationship's like yep and uh i came home and i remember they were just like hey man you gonna be all weird? Was, well. Of course not. For months, I was so weird, and uh, I remember like putting moms around. I'm like, I'm so sorry for the past 21 years <laughs> what I have done to you, and they were like, You've been weird, dude. Yep. We're just trying to graduate high school, get out of here, and I'm like, oh, yeah. But hey, I love you. <laughs> and I'm sorry, and they were like, Stop. And it, Stop. And you know that's going through cross my like, great. I've got a third I have a third parent in there yeah, saying oh, oh, completely. I love you, make good decisions. Like oh. that's the last thing I need. Yeah. And yeah, my brother and sister aren't aren't active in the church anymore and they, they weren't really at the time. And so they were like even even like weirder where I was like trying because my, my parents were both pretty like, You going to church on Sunday? And they were like, kill me. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, I know that doesn't work. So I'm like, hey guys. What what are you guys doing? They were like <laughs> trying hang, to sleep. They were hanging out. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> I'm not weird and awkward. Know nothing about your lives anymore. <laughs> well, you, you don't know anything about me, and I'm all different than I was. So uh, this is fun. I'm gonna go back upstairs. <laughs> Dude, bonding is the hardest thing, man. Because you feel like you know you're, you've been gone for two years straight, and you don't know anything mm-hmm. about your siblings, your family. Because you life have, has gone on without yeah. you, and you're like, uh. And you've completely changed. Oh yeah. And then you come back, and even though like they've changed too, like so minusculely. Oh. Compared to like what the magnitude's you've nothing. Just been like you get home and you feel like you like walked back in a time machine two years. Oh yeah. And you're like, and you guys are like, you're like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I've been gone for two years and you're the same person. Why? <laughs> I've been changing. Why couldn't you change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, did you <laughs> not also goals. go on like an <laughs> immense spiritual, you've cried, been so happy and have hated and loved so intensely for two years. Oh, yeah. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've Why been setting you? goals every day. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> not being um, weird. <laughs> working the same thing we've always yeah. done. I was at school and. Not being weird is what I was doing. You weirdo. Yep. Yeah, that's so funny. When you when trying to talk to someone that just got home from their mission, I always forget that it's just like, "Hey, how's it going? Was it awesome?" They're like, 
what's the best? They start crying in there. I'm just like, oh, well, see you later. I don't want to bring up these memories right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I care too. I'm not going to bust. I'm not going to break down about it anymore. Like, I'll remember fondly occasionally. Oh, yeah. Is what it happens now. But I'm like, oh, you're. You can't function. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for you. Oh. It's gonna take a while to adjust. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so. It oh, it was the best though. I I, my going to language, is a uh, southwest southwestern very rural Iowa. Mm-hmm. Now that's an accent <laughs> that it's like, this is English. It re- it really was like, and after being there, I was there for seven and a half months. And now, now that was a, that was fun because I totally developed the accent, picked it up, couldn't talk normally anymore. I had to be around other people that spoke, I guess, without it in order to oh, be yeah. like, oh, I'm speaking funny. Whereas like, no, I'm going down the road, I'm couple three stars, man, I'm going down the Mesopotamia church, man, I'm going to pray every Sunday, man, my kid's going down the road, and he's filled, man, I'm just hurting, because he's down the road, yo, man, we got on the tractor, man, we picked them all them sticks on the street, man, the whole town never got together, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, what is that guy off like King of the Hill, like Delbert or whatever? It his name really is. was. <laughs> it was so funny. So I got a new companion, and I'd been there for like six months. And went down. And like, oh, hey, how's it going? How's it going, guys? You know, we're you know missionaries for Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. We're man, we're gonna math this man. We really don't want to say man. We're gonna lie. We really don't want anything about your missions. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you guys have a good day, man. We're going down the street, man. You know where the nearest restaurant is? My buddy got to go to the bathroom here. I'm going down the street. Come and go. Yeah, that's, that's foreign speaking 100%. And, and, I was, and, and so we'd, we'd walk away, you know, and my came in and was like, what? And he's like, oh, they weren't interested. They were Methodists. And they, you know, they said the nearest bathroom's uh, at the uh, gas station down around the corner there. And he was like, oh, hmm. I did not get any of that. And I'm like, I know. I know. It's, you know, talk about accents. It's weird because... I actually served an Australian guy for about four months. Super cool. Um, and you're, I, I'm one of those personalities that actually is like a sponge. Where mm, yeah, if I'm around someone long enough, I start taking on their their personality a little Jeff, bit. Jeff foreign accent syndrome. Oh, dude. So like, I actually started speaking like an Australian, <laughs> and it was funny because I told him I was like, "Hey, can you speak like an American?" He's just like, "Yeah, man." But every time I do, I sound gay. I'm like, "Just do it." <laughs> And he did. I lost it, dude. I'm like, dude, you totally sound super flamboyant and super femme. And he's just like, shut up. And I'm like, he's like, do your Australian accent. But little did he know, I've actually been practicing because I keep I keep hearing it in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was able to actually do it quite well. Now, probably sound like a moron, but like, he's just like, wow, that's actually pretty good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> do I sound gay to you? He's like, no. <laughs> do, am I a gay Australian? <laughs> Australian. <laughs> We, yeah, I had a, I had a uh, another elder who's from Delta, but he spoke with like a, we, I, I don't know why, but we would joke with each other in like a super thick Southern accent. <laughs> from but, Delta? It's hardly Southern. <laughs> but but it, was, it was a joke. It right, was, right. I was thinking, I was like, no, he wouldn't have a Southern accent just from being from Delta, <laughs> which is, which is for people who know, it's, it's a teeny town in like the middle of Utah. There's nothing there. It's only like three hours, three or four hours south. Yeah. But it's, um. But yeah, he, uh, we would jokingly talk in a Southern accent and then we couldn't stop. <laughs> and it was like an effort to talk normally to people. And it was super embarrassing. We'd be like, now y'all, you guys <laughs> need to do some read, need to read. 
<laughs> the Book of Mormon. Like it was, it we was, had the same thing, but it was actually so obviously this is all in English. Like so, it was just with our little district. A district is you know made up of like four to six missionaries yeah, in yeah, a yeah. small city or area. Mm-hmm. But we had it was called the Gentlemen's Club, meaning you had to like because we always talked like it came up in study one day. We're like, have you noticed like proper people like gentlemen? tend to mumble like they'll start with something like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. well, well, well as a matter of fact I so, yeah exactly <laughs> and so we actually did that it got to the point where we actually we actually didn't talk to each other we just mumbled like that for literally two hours straight but you or, could understand each other oh yeah but we'd be like oh <laughs> yes <laughs> and we didn't say anything like yes <laughs> quite right quite right yes yeah. thank you so much <laughs> It's so pleasant. Zero. Yeah. Pleasant. Other, other missionaries got so mad at us because they would try to talk to us and we're like, no, you know, you don't even know what's going on down here. You know, we're, no, we're going to go on over there. And we, they didn't, they're like, they're like, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're like, stop doing what? We're just talking like this. And they're like, you guys need to knock it off. And we're I'm like, punch in the face. We're like, what? Because <laughs> it was like the same thing where yeah. we wouldn't even try anymore. It just comes up. Yeah. It wanted to be. It'd be so funny. We'd knock on someone's door and we're like, hi, how's it going? Or, oh, I'm not interested in you guys. Like, oh, okay, have a great day. And I'm like, shoot, Elder, they weren't even interested at all in talking to us. <laughs> and we're like, oh, I know, Elder. I hate it. Oh, man. Well, we better just keep on going. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, it's going. Man, they were kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the real kicker. Did you ever talk to your mission president on accent in that accent? I it's a good chance because I, because well, I know we did. Unfortunately, we were like, well, I wasn't it was like <laughs> <laughs> there was one time in the, like, cause you know, it, those who have like, had no idea what a, have a Mormon mission is like every, every like four or six weeks, you have like a big conference with all the missionaries in the area where the mission president who's in charge of all the missionaries will come and talk and do trainings and things like that. And, um, he, he pulled my companion aside and asked us like I can't remember what question it was. And I mean, and you, our mission president could not be more white. His favorite activities, <laughs> his favorite activities were I'm not kidding you, badminton and fencing. And so we're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it doesn't get any more. <laughs> it does not get any more white than that, dude. And so, anyways, he asked us and and freaking out of nowhere, dude. I'm just like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's president, so, and he gave me the dirtiest. So he's like, "What was that?" I'm How dare like, you make fun of my rich culture, <laughs> dude? Homeboy had money, man. We found out he had a Maserati back at home that he sold, and we're like, "President, why did you sell it?" Wait, first off, you had a Maserati. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like he was so humble about it. And I'm yeah. like, "Dude," and like we, no one knew, and so it was yeah. just a bunch of us that, like, the small group of us that knew he had a Maserati. We're like. Are you kidding? So, what was it? Like, he's like, oh, is it, you know, Auto Quattro? I can't remember what, yeah. what model it was. The like, super nice one. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> it's the one you can't afford. <laughs> but I'm just like, no freaking way. I'm like, well, you still have it? He's like, no, no, I sold it. I'm like, please tell, I want to know what you upgraded to. He's like, eh, I didn't really upgrade. I'm like, what? I'm like, so first off, here's the main question. Why the heck do you sell a Maserati? And he's like, couldn't fit, couldn't uh, fit the golf clubs in the back of the trunk. I'm like, are you? Ki-? I mean, we all died, and we're just like, are you kidding me? You sold a freaking Maserati because you couldn't fit the golf clubs in the back. Mm-hmm. And he just shrugs his shoulders. He's like, mm, priorities. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> golf is such a priority to people. Wait, I don't even know if I want to get in that rabbit hole. Oh, I, well, all hobbies are. I mean, like, dude, well, guns, I guess I mean, that's true. Guns is my life, dude. Like firearms and cooking. Those are my two, mm. the two things I'm absolutely just stoked about. Like, if you talk anything cooking related cooking baking smoking 
And then guns, if it's self-defense, if it's long range, if it's CQB, also as close quarters combat. Uh, I mean, anything I'm, I'm a sucker for. I'm mm. on it like crazy. And that, it still is one of mine, except for, it, I was telling you earlier, getting into cars. And I was, it's, oh, it is an expensive mistress. <laughs> an expensive and a, and a, like a thought. Just like. How much did that thought just cost me? Because <laughs> there's been so many, I mean, even in like, again, in my, in my firearms hobby, I'll have a thought. I'm like, crap, that thought yeah, just cost oh, me 700 bucks yeah. because now I, I'm saving my money for or that. You, or like you watch an Instagram video, like a 40 <laughs> second Instagram video and you're like, oh no, I have to completely get a new optic and a new, <laughs> <laughs> or a new holster or, or like, whatever. oh, I, I need, that's a brand new thing to train. That's going to. I'm going to have to get rid of so many bad habits now because I realize I do that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially like when you see these new training tools, like uh, I showed you one of these, uh, really cool targets. These, uh, uh these, yes. these 3d rubber dummies, the rubber dummies. That yeah. I love shooting steel, but we all know that you can't shoot steel or I'll say it's unwise to shoot steel targets at close quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and, Why? Yeah. <laughs> fancy that. Um, ricochet. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. For those that don't know, it's you shooting metal at metal and metal bounces back and at a high. If velocity. you're very close <laughs> and, and standing right in front of it, the, the percentage of it hitting you is higher. Exactly. I mean, like it's one of those things where, I mean, theoretically, I mean, especially if you're shooting proper steel, like AR 500, yes. the bullet will shatter. And so like, the chance of you actually getting hit is pretty slim, but do you want to take that chance? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah but I, I don't want to range. I want to range you to end because it's either you're, you're, it's you're out of ammo. That's that mm-hmm. is why you want to range you to end. You don't want it because it's like I'm out oh, of blood. I, I, I just totally pull blood shrapnel out. <laughs> out of my buddy's arm and tourniquet it, and now we're rushing to the ER. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Yeah, said no never. But yeah, I mean, like this, I mean, this training dummy, it's fantastic because it actually gives you data back of where you hit. Was it a jaw hit? Because so many times, like when you go out and train, um, you know, or, you know, I say training, going out and you're shooting targets to for self-defense for actually making yourself, okay, am I actually getting a good shot in case I have to defend myself with a firearm? And a lot of times it's, hey, I hit the, the A zone. Okay. What does the A zone mean? Well, you know, it means like you're, you're it's a headshot. And a lot of us just count, you know, discount that as, oh, headshot, boom. Boom, done, got him. Right? Got him. Well, these 3D uh, dummies actually have facial features. They have shoulders. They have chest. They have abs. I mean, it's a full torso. Yeah. uh, Shoulders included. And so you can actually see and hold yourself accountable. Okay, I shot him in the jaw. He's, yeah. he's, he's hurt pretty good, but he's actually not dead. Yeah. You get, you get a decent, you know, rapid fire grouping, mm-hmm. you know, of like, you know, six, 10 inches, but it's like jaw, jaw, top of the shoulder. You're like, yeah. What does that ah. mean? Man, it doesn't mean anything. It's like the guys, like guys hopped up on enough stuff. He's still coming at before. you. Absolutely. Yeah, so. like, it doesn't mean anything. And so, and so I looked, I saw, I saw this, uh, this wonderful thing on, it was actually on YouTube and I was like, Oh, I've got to get me one of those. Freaking that tart, that dummy alone is 130 bucks, and the mounting bracket just to just to put it on so it actually will stand on something is another 60 freaking bucks. So we're talking 200 dollars for this new quote unquote training material. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, okay, are you kidding me? So yeah, I had to win a lot of contests that uh, worked in order to pay for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> the, the hobby is when you're trying to be responsible. 
trying that's, to be responsible. That, that was one of the best memes I think I've ever seen. Is when when you say I'm broke, it doesn't mean you have zero in your bank account. It means I need to be responsible to make sure I, I still have the money to pay my bills. Yeah, like, I have plenty of money, hundreds of dollars <laughs> even. It's very sad. Even I look at my bank account and, and get happy, and then remember that I can't spend a dollar of it. Because it's all going to things that it's, I, I need to. It's already use. bought for yes, unofficially. It's, yes, it's oh, it is. Is it depressing? Because like you think about it, as a, as a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, ten they bucks, make, dude, they make so much. Like, are you kidding me? Like you saw like your parents accidentally leave a pay stub out. You're like, whoa, dude, like they yeah. make so much money. And then like you say, hey, can we go do this? My parent, and of course, natural yeah. parent instinct is no, we don't have the money. I'm like, bullshit, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Like I just saw dad's paycheck over there. Yeah. And my mom's like, okay, well, let's break it down. We had to pay for this house. That isn't cheap. We have to pay no. for food, gas, and it went down the list. I'm like, but you still have, you know, like, I mean, it can't cost you that much. She's like, no, but we need dad's second paycheck in order yes. to go do fun things. I'm like, what? Yeah. And that was my first yeah, taste. You remember of, when we go on vacation every summer? Yeah. That's where the extra money goes in and that yeah. savings account. And yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I'm assuming since you grew up down the street, very sunny neighborhood very middle class oh yeah where it was yeah. i mean like oh we're going to arby's instead of mcdonald's for like this like buy like every other week family mm-hmm. special trip yep well we're going to arby's this time whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> we didn't then, eat out and now it's, it was always out yeah if we, if it would mcdonald's was a treat to us because yeah. everything was nope we're, we're eating at home we can't and I always thought I was like, geez, are we that broke? And then now being an adult, I realized, yeah. dude, it's not really about, I mean, feeding one person is cheap, but when you have to feed a freaking family, yes. oh, that's yeah. where it adds me, up. Me and my wife realized that before we had my son, we, uh, we were, uh, we went down to St. George and we went to, uh, with, uh, my aunt and uncle and they have like four kids and stuff. And remember like we went to Cafe Rio and you know, you, we both got it, you know, it's like 20, you know, oh, yeah. you, get, you get extra meat, which Always do natural extra steak when the salad delicious 20, 25 bucks for the two of us. Yep. I we remember as I was at the near shot when, you know, they said my, my uncle's total for him and his four kids was like 85 bucks. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I was just like, there are how many kids we had. They're all sharing one burrito. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, let's be honest though. We've all seen those burritos are freaking massive. My well, kid's not going to eat listen, one. I didn't feel too bad. I'm like, I'm not going to be starving my kids by making them share a burrito. No. But, uh, at the same They'll time, still be I, leftovers. which then it was funny. Cause I remember I saw how much of that food they threw away. Cause like I finish, um, I'll, I will polish off can't for oh, real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause it's has a, the, the cocaine for white people. In it. <laughs> and, um, and it's, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, maybe a little too bit too much. Maybe a little too bit too much. <laughs> you're waddling back to your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And of course, I, I, I'm, I'm the garbage disposal for my wife's leftovers typically too. So, but she knows if we go to Cafe Rio, she doesn't let me eat hers because she's like, you will be sick, and then I'll have to take care of you like a freaking baby. <laughs> uh. So my wife and I. So I actually used to. I mean, I've, I've, I've been. I can inhale food. I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I can, it's, it's gone within seconds. I don't savor my food at all because if something tastes good, I want to keep yeah, tasting yeah, it. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten crap for that my entire life, whether it's ice cream, whatever, so, if it tastes so good, I. it's going to yes. be gone. Yeah. But anyways, my wife, but because of it's gone, I usually eat so fast where I don't feel, feel it feel until, yeah. yeah, I feel ah. sick well before the point of no return. And so 
I got to a point where, like, I think it was my first year of marriage. I looked at my wife and I was like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of feeling sick every time we eat out. I have to slow down and I have to be okay with leaving food on my plate or be okay with taking leftovers. Because I'm not a, I mean, I'm not a, depending on what it is, I'm just not a huge leftover fan. Yeah. And I get so I'm just like, all the time. Yeah. And so my I'm, wife goes, you don't need leftovers. I'm like, well, yeah, it's leftover. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you. This will be good yeah. later. No, it's, it's always a good idea at the time. Yes. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, of it's course, we're not going to throw this food away. No, it's a waste. We're going to do that in a few days after it's been sitting in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it'd be humane to throw, throw, throw away fresh food. We can only throw away bad. You worked so hard on it today. We'll forget about it and then throw it away. Oh yeah, let it collect a little bit of mold in the back well, of the fridge. I'll forget about it. You'll be mad at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just abs- it's absolutely insane. So you so you've you've learned to slow it down. Slow yeah, slow it down and just let the food digest a little bit and then okay, am I gonna go? You, and your your body feels really so much better. Well. You're, that's what's so funny is people go, How do I know what to eat? How do I know it's gonna be good for me? You know, we I'm I'm losing uh, it was like 70 pounds on my mission. It's like, Jeez. I know you came back super skinny. Yeah. I left at 130, 125, I think might've been 35 and I came back at or no, 80 not, pounds. Sorry, 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 <laughs> like, sorry. Starving, starving over there. I, this is the second time I've done it. <laughs> this is the second time I've done it. Like, okay, buddy is, uh, <laughs> is 225 to 35. Wow. I don't remember what it was when I what is what I left at. And then, uh, I came home at a buck 60. So 160. Jeez. So that's awesome. Um, and I was like, and I got down to 150 at the smallest, which I never meant to get down that small mm-hmm. on, on my mission. I started bulking up, and then my mission president banned weight benches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what I heard, I heard the same story was uh, one, you know, one guy would know how to work out, and so he'd leave the, you know, hundred and eight, you know, hundred and eighty pounds on the, you know. Uh, the bench press but you know the little guy was like i i, I better start working out too and so he pulls yes. off you know he gets to the one side because if you have enough weight you have to balance yeah, you it balance as you it. take it off yeah. well they didn't know that so you know take off the 25 take off the 40 and the you know barbell barely misses his chin and puts a nice hole through the drywall into, oh, the, into the neighbor's apartment and apparently that happened enough times that uh, he banned them, which <laughs> which was a tired. sad day on my mission when that that came out. If you have them, you need to get rid of them. I was like, because <laughs> I was getting I was getting pretty big actually. Really? I actually I didn't work out at all on my mission. I worked out like a couple times before I came home. How dare you? Yeah, but yeah, it's against the rules, Elder. <laughs> yeah, I was that part. I was I was I was obedient to that like about. Uh, three months before I got home. So I realized I'm like, dude, I'm getting some weight here from eating all these freaking, uh, Italian sweets and pastries here. I got to freaking tone it down. It was funny. Cause you can always tell when I was learning a new recipe by how much weight I was gaining because <laughs> I would make it over. Well, that wasn't exactly and right. It's still again. good. But not I'm a perfectionist actually. Like you can talk really? to my wife. Absolutely. Like whenever I, whatever I make, she will tell me like Drew, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's freaking not. Like, it's off. It's crooked. Mm-hmm. The texture's off. She's like, I mean, my parents, you know, they'll, I've made, I made them a couple of Italian things. Like, Drew, it's good. I'm like, no, mm, no, this is freaking yeah. garbage. My wife's the same way. She's she loves cooking, and uh, I, but yeah, there's a few things where I'm like, this is amazing. She's like, that's ah, not exactly how I wanted it to be. Yep, and I'm like, but it's still really good. She's just like, well, I know. I mean, that's I think it's good too. It's but edible, it's, but. <laughs> yeah, she's she might not be as far as, as you mm-hmm. when it goes to that because she's an experimenter. So that then comes with 
the uh, you know oh that didn't really work out but, but there's something when if she's made it before she has something really set in her mind mm-hmm. and then she makes it and then she's like gosh dang it and I'm like this is amazing <laughs> It's not creamy enough. I just, yep. uh, it's not See, it didn't that's thick my in the way it should have. I just, mm, makes See, that's my problem. I get it stuck in my head of how it should be. And then if it doesn't turn out like that, nope, in the trash, doing it again. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. I am, yeah. But kudos to your wife for experimenting because so many people that talk to me, like, Drew, how have you gotten so good at cooking? I'm not trying to, you know, inflate myself. No, it's, how amazing I am. I, I, it's, it's something practice. I've, baking is something I, I'm, so it's like, I, I love it. So I love talking. And then my wife does it all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, it's, you're you're speaking one of my languages. Okay. <laughs> I'm not well versed in it, but I I understand. But no, it like you very have much to practice it, and yeah. you have to experiment because a lot of people are like, "This is amazing!" Like, where did you learn this? I'm like, and my wife and my wife is also very good at cooking. I'm more I mostly focus on. I mean, I think I have okay. Not really focus. I have more fun on the sweets, on like the pastries, yes. oh, the cakes, well, and stuff like that. Because I mean, come on, it's, yes, it's yes. sugar, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. I love doing, you know, steaks and the Italian things and, you know, whatever it is, but my wife is very good too. And so people always ask like, how did that, how that happens? Like you have no idea how much food we've both thrown away because of failed experiments. Mm. I mean, cooking is very yeah. much an actual science and you have to yes. try. If you don't try, you'll never be good at it. Yep. And, yeah, it's, be, and it's okay to throw food away and it's okay to also eat a crappy meal. Yeah. I mean, a, big deal. a couple of days ago I made a uh, oatmeal cinnamon cookies, which is one of my favorites. Mm. And, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I missed. My wife was like, these are amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> there's that one. And thing. I just started, like, they were, they were too soft to me. They were like too, which I mean, huh. it's, it's good. And I was like, I it was one of those things where like after they're all done, it's like, you can't add stuff to them, you know, yep. you can't do it. But it was just like, I don't know if I, if I undercook them, mm-hmm. I don't know if I didn't put enough of something in or if I, I missed an ingredient. It was one of those things where like, I could just go through my office. Like, these are really good. I'm just like, I I've made better ones before. And uh, the worst is you when you're with know. your parents, they're trying <laughs> to teach you. So the very first thing I ever made was a batch of chocolate chip cookies. That was the first thing I ever, when I say made, I mean an actual recipe. Obviously yes, yes, I've made yes. scrambled eggs and whatnot, but an actual recipe. And to this day, I could not tell you what I did wrong because I remember I made them with my mom. I was probably like eight or nine. And I ate, I remember I was so excited to grab my own cookie dough because guess what? I made it and I get to choose if I want to make this a cookie or if I want to keep it as dough. And I took a bite and it was awful. I'm like, what the? And my mom takes a little bite and oh, these are good. I'm like, no, mom. No. (laughs) So from the beginning? From the beginning, I was like, no, mom, this is awful. And she's just like, what are you talking about? These are good. I'm like, maybe I'll bake so i baked them like reluctantly (laughs) reluctantly. and i and i I took a bite and i'm like there's something still yeah if the dough that's that's the biggest thing that makes me mad if the dough's not good and i've because i've said that to myself before i'm like i don't know maybe if it bakes it would be it'd be fine as nope there's something wrong with the dough i'd and i'm one of those still prove like by the time i that's what what sucks too i eat enough dough typically because if i if i'm making cookies i've I've lost the willpower battle <laughs> already. And it's because I typically want like this, the taste and I've eaten enough of the dough that by the time I eat the cookie, I'm like, nah. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to put like this one back. cookie. <laughs> and then my wife eats it. I'm like, is it good? I'm like, I don't, they're probably bad. And it's just cause I'm sick. I don't oh, know. <laughs> but I don't even say but the yeah, word that's, cookie. Yeah. So that's, that is, that's a good baking tip though. Like if the dough or the batter tastes off, it's not going to magically fix itself taste-wise after you bake it. Yeah. In fact, if anything, it might be even a little more like 
off sometimes. Oh yeah. And this is of course we're speaking, you know, dessert wise. Yes. Yes. But absolutely. And oh, bread too. I've actually done bread before and it, something was like a little sour in it. I don't know how that even works. It's it was, called sourdough. But it was, it was kind <laughs> of, like I a, don't remember it was, doing it was like a starter. <laughs> it was a sick, it was kind of like a sickly sour <laughs> though. Like, I don't know what it was, but it came out and it was still yeah. like it is. It, it was like that thing just like it cut through like you're eating it and because it was like oh it's, it tasted like it was like a good sound like i mean this is a couple yeah. years ago so i don't remember the details sorry but it that whatever was that like sickly sour yeah still like cut straight through though even though oh, i thought yeah. oh like this will probably bake out nope it's the it taste won't. does not bake out of things dude there's very few things the taste will actually bake out and it's usually <clears throat> alcohol-based things, yeah. like, like <laughs> vanilla i mean if you add vanilla to too high of a temperature the flavor will actually burn out and you mm. won't, and people are like, oh, I added like a ton of vanilla. Why doesn't it taste like vanilla? It's like, well, when did you add it? Oh, at the very beginning before my pot started boiling. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You need to add the vanilla when it's, when it's cooling down. Still enough heat to actually infuse yep. in what you're making, but it's not going to, the alcohol is not going to evaporate and take, and, you know, take off. And so there's, a, there's, you have to be very selective and precise about when you add certain flavors. And again, this all comes through experience. Yep. People, again, they're asking like, well, how do you even know that? I'm like, trial and error. You know, like you've just... Just go like go to the kitchen and go mess around. Yep. But yeah, baking wise, if if it tastes better off the bat, <laughs> just just start start, start over. It's, but that actually almost turned me off to cooking in general. That really? that one experience, I'm like, this is hard. I follow this stupid recipe and it tastes like crap. And then you also you kind of breaks your self confidence. Oh, you're young too. When you're dude. like, you're like, my mom makes cookies really good. Mm-hmm. I can't. I guess I'm never making cookies ever again. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, my parents are fantastic cooks. The only thing they can't make is Italian and they know that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why actually, so when I got a mission called to Italy, I was actually ticked because I'm like, crap, I hate Italian food. Really? Yeah. I hated it because my parents made it. Oh. And that's the one thing little did I know because my parents are fantastic cooks. They make Dutch oven meals like no other. Yes. I, I remember uh, that. Your, yeah. your family, your, your, your dad was famous for his Dutch oven. Yeah. Cooking. I mean, he won multiple awards. I mean, they also know how to cook at home. So I assume they knew how to make Italian food. And I'm like, I freaking hate Italian food. This tastes like crap. And I actually go to Italy. I'm like, this isn't anything what my parents make. And so, yeah, I, I learned very, or my parents learned very quick. I'm like, eh, no, sorry. But having that, those role models of like, hey, they can cook, but I can't. I'm like. This this hurts my ego even more. I'm like the family outcast now. Yeah. See, I'm the baker and Felicia. My it's fun. Another funny fact about both of our wives <laughs> yes. are named Felicia, but yeah, my wife she's she's the cook. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's fun. But have you ever heard of the Great British Baking Show? We watched that right now, actually. Oh, oh, me and my wife are obsessed. Oh, absolutely. We we're like rewatching it. So and we who, watched the master class. We watch like we really love it. Yeah. Who's your favorite? I call them sidekick show hosts. Oh, mine is the later seasons. Yes. Five and six. Uh, Niles. No, not Niles. I What's can't remember his... his name. All I know is he's old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> is that really him? It's old, it's old Greg, dude. Are you for real? Yeah. Is that really old Greg? I've got a mangina. <laughs> Look at my downstairs mix up. Oh, is that really That's old, old Greg? Greg? I had no That's idea. That's old Greg, yeah. And his hair is better because in season five than season he six. He is the funniest yes. guy, dude. The first so funny. The 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 super lesbian in oh, yeah. one through four, the short, dark haired mm-hmm. one. Her pants. Every time it shows because typically it's, you know, from like the waist up yep. because it's all on what's on the counter and what they're cooking. Oh yeah. No one cares what you're wearing yeah. underneath. Her pants. I'm like 
Who let you walk outside your house, woman? That's how I felt about his shirts. Oh, oh Greg's oh, shirts, because his shirts were always like, Wait, what the well, hell? <laughs> I liked it because I was like, I was like, no one's more British than that man. Oh, dude. Like British, 100%. Like British rock. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. And then he cut his hair in the season six. I'm like, not so Actually, not, not so much British rock, man. Uh, I think it's better with shorter hair. Uh, see? And it's, <laughs> once again, chick pants, emo. Yeah, into that, into that music style. scene, I was just kind of like, "Ah, oh, you blew it, dude. You had it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I found Brian's man crush. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. Uh, That's a good my wife to have. My wife was jokes about. It. She's like, "Well, he's no Tom Hardy. You're not gonna have gay sex with him anytime soon." Oh like, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> my, my man crush is uh, is Mark Owen. I'll I'll respectfully prefer like uh, refer to his pen name as real name. He's an ex-Team 6 guy. Okay, okay. He wrote uh, No Easy Day. Mm, okay. Oh my gosh. So I'm, not familiar. I'm not familiar with that one. Said Jocko Willing, of course, Andy yep. Stumpf. Uh, I guess there's not a... Please don't say Brandon Webb. No, I don't know. Yeah, he's... I don't know who that one is. The fa- he's, an, he's, an, he's a Navy SEAL. Uh, I, but yeah, he's, that's, that's all I know about it. Yeah, but he's he can't tell the truth. Half of his books are actually okay. He's, he's He's one of those, those... Those are one of those... Like Andy Stump talks about that. I don't know if you know... I'm not familiar with Andy Stone. Uh, he's he's uh, he holds the wingsuit record, like the longest wingsuit record. Geez. He he also is he, he has a great podcast called Clear It Hot. Um, hmm. Highly recommended. He also does a thing where it's like he doesn't like ride on like Dev Grew. Yeah, you know he and even though he was all that, mm-hmm. and he's and he he's he, he's one of those like super humble like I give my he says you know he'd give his Navy career a C average. Even like talks about like in like the global political stance. He's like, mm-hmm. did I even do anything? You know that like for my children, like are they in a better place because of my actions? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The thing that kills me is like a lot of those, all those Team Six guys. Gosh, majority of them are incredibly humble about mm-hmm. what they do. Like when you actually, it's like, wow, dude, like you guys are the, you are it. And most of them talk themselves down. I mean, even Mark Owen gave a one-on-one interview during sixty minutes. Um, whether or not he was supposed to do that, that's debatable, but, um, super humble about his role. Yeah. I mean, he was a team leader during the Osama bin Laden raid and just humble. Oh, he's wow, like, okay. he's like, guys, look, I'm just a senior listed guy. I'm a nobody. That's why I'm, I'm keeping my, it's not about me. It's about the story. That's why I'm using a pen name and not even using my real name because uh, I'm not, gotcha. it's not supposed to be about me. It's yeah. supposed to be about the mission, about the team. I wouldn't be anywhere in my career without my team. I didn't do anything on my own. Yeah. And and here we are thinking, you know, as, as civilians, we're like, whatever, dude, you're freaking bad. Yeah. At it. You can do whatever you want. You can be that silent assassin we've all thought you guys are and totally take down half the city on your own and do it, you know, pretty well. Yeah. And these guys are like, oh, no, it's all my team. It's, you know, all the credit's due to somebody else, never and, themselves. And that's how you typically know who they're real. Oh. They're real. Like, if like you live, it's like, and it's as hard as because they don't want you to look up to them. Exactly. But that's yep. the thing is those are the people that like you probably should look up to oh, <laughs> are, are yeah. the guys that are like you don't even know you should probably look up to them. And that's even like Jocko. I don't know if you know much. Oh, about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Extreme Ownership is a great book. Yeah. I, 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 I have. I haven't read it yet because I've been reading Star Wars novels. Figures. S- something's never changed. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really new good ones that just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Neato. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, cool story. I got to go, gotta go <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, it's, it's, they, it's, I, I love learning about that. Even Andy Stump, one of his biggest, his thing is, you know, he's like, look in the world, you know, the kind of people, like, don't look for the people that you should like follow their example. Like, be that person. Like, 
you know how you should be. Yeah. You do it. That's, you do oh, it. that's great. He's that's like, great that's advice. what I tell my kids when I drop them off at school every day. That they need to be the example. Don't look for heroes. Be your own hero. Absolutely. And, stuff. and it's that. like, oh, it's so true. Cause it's, if, and I think that's even, I've even, I've even wonder if that's why, like, I'm not a big, huge, like Marvel superhero guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I've, I've watched them. I don't go to the theaters. I wait till they come out on Netflix. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's about their worth. Yeah, your Netflix subscription. Anyway, I mean, there's some like Thor Ragnarok's pretty funny. So, mm-hmm. so are uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they give me. Good I love Guardians of the Galaxy. They, 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 they actually it, rag yeah. on the other ones. It's <laughs> but Batista in that makes me. Oh, it kills me. Oh, awesome. But, <laughs> but he, uh, but uh, I. The reason I think they're so big nowadays is because, a lot of times, I mean. I, I don't know about how your parents, I feel like I can talk crap on my parents sometimes because they don't listen. <laughs> I love, I love them to death. I'm so grateful, but there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh man, it, looking back now I go, well, you, you showed me ways of how not to be. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, every kid has I, that. I, man. Of, all... of course. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, uh, I, there's a lot of times I look back on how I was raised and then I was, I feel like I didn't, I wasn't shown very good of like, this is how you should do it to find genuine like fulfillment yeah absolutely like, we always had food was had a roof over our head stuff like that my dad was a fantastic provider i i learned nothing about nutrition exercise like how to like carry myself in the world yeah i i i was not taught any of those lessons i had to figure out on my own some of them like girl pants and being overweight <laughs> and making my own anklets obviously Thanks, dad. There's a few, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's you that wasn't my dad will vehemently that was not him <laughs> i know your dad definitely not your dad was, I, I don't know where i got it from really <laughs> um but uh it's I think I think that's one thing that's missing in the world, though, because I think a lot of people were raised that way. Oh yeah, that this like, ugh, you know, they their parents let them survive. Yep, and that was it. And they're like, oh, suddenly they're adults, and they're like, well, who do I look to? Who do I look up to in the world? Who's a good example? Yep, Captain America. I let's just like these fictitious. Yeah, like, yeah. and they have to be larger than life, and it's like, but that's not how life is. Nothing's not even no, close. Nothing's man. nothing's yeah. like that, and so it's and that's uh, it's even a lot of like what my podcast has been about in completely unwarranted self confidence. It's kind of a joke because it's <laughs> I find you have to like laugh at yourself because we all do dumb things, but I I generally feel like we have to learn from them, and it's the, the biggest thing is. We're, you know, it's easy to run away from your problems and the mistakes you make and things like that, mm-hmm. but it's typically leaning into them and fighting through them that you actually find success. You know, like it's it, so much of this life is about finding ease. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's times it's great to kick back on the couch and watch the great British baking show for four hours on a weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then, and then immediately go from that to start making desserts to shove in your fat face. Like, <laughs> and you've wasted a day and all you've done is nothing except yeah. for make some delicious sweets and, <laughs> or failed at them. And you're really mad at the end. Um, in my case, um, <laughs> I guess I, sh- I should include you. But the point is, is that like, what are you going to find more fulfillment out of is like, you know, looking at pretty mountains on, you know, a documentary or go freaking hiking in them. Yep. Like it's, it's embracing that suck 
Yep. A lot of times, you know, it's, you know, are you going to look at the super ripped superhero or freaking go to the gym and try to get a little stronger, you know, for the next day and things like that. I think that's the biggest problem with with society is I'm sorry, but the millennials are the biggest pansies. And I can say that with full confidence because I am millennial. Yeah. We, We have no skin. It is, we're easily offended. We're all winners. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, and there's actually a study that, or not a study. I I can't really use the word study, but there was an article on LinkedIn that uh, that I found, and it was the reason why millennials are the way they are. And I was like, dude, I'd love to know that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the study actually found, or again, I keep referring as a study. The article found out that the reason, you know, basically millennials are so about well why am I not management or why are we job hopping all the time? Because or, they're trying to climb that career yeah, ladder. Or or yeah, I feel like I have no purpose yeah. at, at this job. It's because they haven't been rewarded because we were the first generation where we had participation awards. <laughs> yeah. And that pissed me off as a kid. Cause I remember going to junior jazz and we were the top two. We went to the champ, the quote unquote championships. We lost, but we got a little tie tack pin of, you know, says yeah. jazz I'm like, cool. And all of a sudden, there was a team that was the worst team in the league and they had the exact same tie tack pin. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But y'all knew they were losers. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was just so ticked. I was like, dad, why are they getting those? And my dad's like, Oh, everyone gets one. I'm like, why they didn't win. We lost. I mean, at least we got second place, but you know, and th- again, we are the first generation to have participation trophies. And yeah. because of that millennials expect that everybody's a winner. Oh, everyone's getting promoted. Mm-hmm. So if my buddy's a manager at a sales organization or at a marketing or whatever it is, I should be too. Yeah. And they have the entitled mentality. And that's where it comes from is these stupid participation trophies. But along with that mentality of everyone's a winner, everyone's equal means we all have to play nice. You know, we don't want to, we can't speak our feelings. And of course, like, yeah, be, you know, have some couth, you know, and be polite. Yeah. At the same time, like you have to tell some people the way it is. No. And the, the reality is if you're fat and you're not where you want to be. Yeah. Quit, bl- quit putting the yeah, blame whining on everybody about else. on Facebook. And not doing a thing. Exactly. You can go getting, on Facebook and be a keyboard here while you want, but go know. freaking do something about it. Yeah. Like my, uh, my wife just recently got a membership at, at planet fitness just cause it's literally like across the street from here. Mm-hmm. And she definitely, she, she has a hard time with like the intense gym environment, Yeah, which planet fitness, I'll give it to them. They did a good job of making that like a little bit more low key. Sure. But for me, I like to freaking do deadlifts and stuff. And guess what? I'm not going to do a lightweight so the so the plates don't clink. If, if people know Planet Fitness, they have what's called a lunk alarm, which is if you grunt too loudly or make too loud noise or bang your weights, an alarm actually goes off Nuh-uh. and alerts everyone. And you going like, bro, chill. Oh, geez. And if it goes off enough times, they actually kick you out. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like. Okay. I like, I understand. And it's like, I'd get it. Like the super, like if the gym's super packed or something, like having a more chill, like I'm definitely yeah. not one of those like, Yeah, but heaven forbid you actually make a panting sound because you're working your tail off. Or that's the biggest thing is like, if I deadlift like 305 pounds, mm-hmm. like you're not supposed to gently set that down because <laughs> no. if you're exerting yourself to get it up, that pretty much took all you have to get it yeah, up. You're letting and it you go, can but... injure yourself, get it down. You drop that crap, yeah, bro. Absolutely. And it makes a loud bang. And guess what? I I dig that loud bang. Yeah. Because it makes me say, yeah, I freaking lifted that. I'm a freaking man. Yeah. But guess what? That's gonna get me kicked out there. And that's the biggest thing is it's everything is 
Like, I agree. Let's be nice to each other. But I'm not going to say... I, I've told this story on the podcast before. My mom went to... My mom's a little... Is is overweight. Mm-hmm. And she went to the, the doctor. And remember, we're having like our, our Sunday family dinner or whatever. Yeah. And she was just like, hey, good news, everybody. I went to the doctor. And uh, he's, you know, I'm perfectly healthy. And like she said it, like, you know, woo, high five, everyone, you know, to, yeah. you, know you know, it's a toast, a healthy mom. And I was just like, I don't understand how, like, and not that like the doctor was a millennial and he was just like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but like, yeah. you're totally healthy. It was just like the point of like, we live in the silly world and millennials are now that they're the adults in it that are, you know, the, the rising Yep. adults well, we, we influence regardless it's, it's if, they, the if they are millennials in, or not we influence is the biggest influence of how our society is going exactly yeah. and it was just like it's it's that kind of stuff where it it made me mad where i was like like mom i love you i'm glad you don't have a terminal illness sure which i guess that's what that doctor meant when he said you're perfectly healthy it means you're yeah. like, you're not obviously dying yep but you kind of are you know and because it's be. hard to say yep Guess what? You you don't have cancer. Good for you. You're eventually going to have something. Yeah. Because you're not taking care of yourself. Yeah. And why is that a bad thing to say? I don't get why that's a bad thing to say. I it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't noise, you know, like I love the fact that like I'm super like I don't really want I mean, if he wants to play sports, it's fine. I want to get him into martial arts like ASAP. And I want to get him to jiu-jitsu cuz I want him to know Hey, like that guy, that kid killed you when you had to tap. What was it? He, he scored more points and like he killed you. Yeah. So you need to do better. Yeah. So you don't get killed. <laughs> that's <laughs> <And> intense. <laughs> it, it's, but, but I mean, at the same time, it's, it's why I want to do it. I, yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's expensive. That's why I haven't got into it. So it's, now that I'm talking a big game, it's, it's something I definitely want to eventually do for myself. Sure. Um, but I mean, it's in, you know, in sports, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I completely agree where like you, you shouldn't, you know, no, if oh, you, even if he gets it, even if like we can't find a league, I mean, you can find it when they're competitive. Sure. But like, if he doesn't do well, like I'm going to tell him, like, I'm fine. I'm being like, it's like, Hey man, like super stoked your team won. But like, did you do as best as you could? I'm like you're kind of hogging the ball or, you know what, you know, whatever it was. It's like, I think it's fine to be, you know, Hey, pat on the back you did something, but at the same time, like you could do better. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah. we, you, and you have to look in the mirror and you have to tell yourself sometimes like, dude, you're half assing it. Oh yeah. Why? Definitely. Why are you doing It's stupid. You're not going to get you anywhere, but by behaving that way, by doing things like that. No. And, and you're not doing, you're doing more disservice too when yeah. you're not being honest. I mean, especially with yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm not like obese, but I'm overweight. I've got a gut here. I'm not proud of it, but, it is what it is, but mm. me, like, if my wife's like, oh, honey, I love you the way you are. It's like, why? Like, I'm glad you love me, but at the same time, like, why don't you want me to be a better person? Not saying, because my wife, I mean, she's a, she's a gym, she's a gym uh, she's a fit, instructor. She's a fitness, yeah, trainer. Yeah, I mean, she teaches across all these, you know, the local gyms in the valley. Yeah. And she's never told me that, but she just tell me, she's like, hey, I, you know, I love you. But it's it's one of those things where it's like I it's, want it's you. like the, it's like the good spouse answer. <laughs> yeah, but she it's, wants me to be the best and healthiest person I can be. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something I respect. She know I know that she loves me, but she's also told me she's like, hey, you should hit the gym. It's like I know, <laughs> like, yeah. I definitely need to. You know, I've definitely 
I've been laxed a little too long for sure. Yeah. And it's not hurting my feelings is because that person loves me enough to tell me, I know your potential. I want you to be that. Yeah. And that shouldn't be offensive to people. If someone says, Hey, you're overweight. You should probably do something about it. Yeah. Obviously there's, there's different tax and tactics and, you know, being polite about things. But at the same time, you'll never substitute just being direct and polite. It's possible. Yeah. You don't have to be a douchebag about it. In fact, my last companion, my mission was an absolute a-hole. I mean, <laughs> so he thought you had to be a jerk to get the point across. And I had, to, and I told him, I was like, dude, you cannot, you don't have to be a dick to get your point across. Yeah. He's like, well, my dad's the CEO of such and such company. It's a fairly large company in Utah. Um, and he's just like, and, you know, my dad tells me if you're not direct, people know they won't listen to you seriously. Not assholey. No, exactly. Dick. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I gave him an example on the spot. I was like, okay, you tell me what's better. And you tell me if you're not going to understand this or not. Fix your tie. It looks awful. You look like an idiot. Or I can say, hey, you might want to fix your tie. It doesn't look very good. Which point do you prefer? And which one put, you know, drove the point? Yeah. Well, they both did. Okay. Well, which one do you prefer though? Well, B. Why? Well, because you didn't insult me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. you don't have to be, you have to be insulting to get a point across. Yeah. And that's exactly. how, and again, people think if you're direct, oh, you're, you're mean, you're bullying me. Oh, just love me for who I am because that's how this generation is now. And it's yeah. like, stop it, man. Well, and that's the biggest thing is. I mean, like it, in the gun in the gun community, there's a lot of the whole like you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and that yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Yep. Which I mean, like I kind of roll my eyes at that one, even though I don't disagree with it. Yeah. But the biggest one I I like is like no one owes you anything. Yep. And I, I think that's super true. Is like if you have a hard time finding like meaning and purpose in your life, like you're not going to get it with your stupid office job. No. And guess what? But you need that office job. I get it. I have bills to pay too, man. But guess what? If I'm not finding, like, if I have to have this job to make sure the bills are paid, I'm not, like, putting all my chips into that. Yeah. Going, like, well, they don't appreciate. I remember I felt like that at, like, uh, when I would work. Uh, that's why I don't work an office job. Mm-hmm. It's because I can't. Is because I was I was feeling that, like, stupid millennial thing where I'm, like, I just feel like I'm not needed here. And that, like, I don't have a purpose. Yeah. And it was, like, I went out and I found something. And it's way harder to do than sitting on my ass. Yeah. You push in paperwork or something like that. What I do, it's, it's arguably manual, manual labor. I mean, there's much worse jobs you could do, but I mean, at the same time I found it cause like I get to solve problems, work with my hands. I get some sunshine. I get to move around. I get to talk to people. Obviously they can't shut up. So, but, uh, but the point was, is even then I don't, it's not like my job is my end all be all real purpose started to come from making sure my family was cared for making sure I was like physically and mentally fit. Um, you know, like I don't, I, I can honestly say like, I feel emotionally worse if I've eaten junk food all day long. Sure. Yeah. Like, and, but that's the biggest thing is we don't, I don't think we either people don't realize that or not telling ourselves that, or we try to like sweep it under the rug. What's like, well, it's no, because it's because my boss doesn't see my potential. Or it's like, it's no, the, it's because you're eating Cheetos all day long, you dumb idiot. And or not that going to or the, the typical response of, I deserve dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I deserve to indulge. I deserve. And I've seen this, the term, the phrase, I deserve get Ooh. so many people in trouble and myself included. I, I'm, I'll be the first person to say, oh, I've, yeah. I've done it. I'm like, freaking, <laughs> I deserve like this high end, whatever. And freaking 
made a stupid financial decision like crap now i'm gonna now it's gonna take yeah. two months to pay this <laughs> off why the heck did i do that because i was having a bad day and it's like oh, you know i work hard i deserve something nice and or you know it's overindulging on you know all these pastries or cakes or whatever i just made it's like you know what it was a hard day i'm gonna have a an extra large yeah. piece you know but when you with that constant mentality of i deserve and fill in the blank mm-hmm. dude that's gonna land you in so much trouble and that's gonna put you in a world where yeah. in a spiral that you can't get out of so my my current job i was doing a so i've, I've talked about it before because I, I couldn't give a crap about my old one i was <laughs> i was a subcontractor for dish like installing satellite repairing that so what i did before is on my current one. So very similar job um but i uh is you know i was paid i was paid piecework there mm-hmm. so i was bringing in a quite a decent amount of money um and my wife you know we we just had a kid and my wife was going to school so i was the the sole provider yeah. at, at the time and uh work kind of started drying up and so you know me and my wife sat down we budgeted we said okay this is like the dollar like an hourly amount we need in order to get our bills you know yep. to get our bills paid with you know a little bit extra not sure. like yeah. right on the edge not living paycheck to paycheck yeah yeah um and so I remember we, I, I interviewed for the, the current job I have and, uh, they, you know, they came back, hey, okay, we want to hire you. This is what our, we're starting at. And it was, I was just, it was, it was like a $2 lower mm-hmm. than what we, what we wanted. Yeah. And, uh, I remember we came back, you know, I talked to my wife cause she's way better at this. Like, I'm kind of like, okay, it's, it's what we have to do. My wife's <laughs> like, like, get in there, get in there, put your dick on the table. Oh and this gosh. is, and I'm like, tact. <laughs> she's also much more tactful than I am. So she didn't say, say that. But yeah. She more or less told me how to say that tactfully. And I remember I came back and I was like, well, I already know how to do this kind of work. This, this is why you want to hire me. I feel that I deserve yeah. this much. You know, you know, I came back and they were like, Hey, very cool. We start our employees <laughs> off at this. And I remember I came back and I was like, crap, honey, like, what do we do? Because like, this is a great opportunity, but it's not what we wanted. And she mm-hmm. was just like, well, it's going to be a good opportunity. Take it. I've been there with them for a little over a year. I've already, I've worked my ass off and I've already had three raises where good now I'm, you, and where now I'm making that money that we, I said, key phrase, I deserve this. The key phrase, you worked your ass off. Yeah. And that's, again, that's the millennial mentality or the lack of the millennial millennial mentality is I deserve. So just give it to me. If not, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. And it's like, I'll take my, I'm going to take my ball and go play somewhere else. I'm like, no, and you're, and you're work your tail off and you'll never get it. It's like you said, like you you said, it's going to the gym and it's like, it's actually, it's eating healthy and can, you know, and consistently it's like, Oh good. You ate clean today. And guess what? If you have brownies the next six days, that one day of eating clean doesn't do anything for you or going to the gym once yep. a week. You're not going to see results very quickly. No. If, if at all. And those really. are typically the people that give, I hate the gym. Like I tried, it didn't do anything. I'm like, well, <laughs> you gotta try a little bit longer than you did. You know? And it, that's, and that's the, the typical mentality of like anything in this world. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I tried this hobby or I, I went shooting once or, I, you know, I tried to cook once and it was awful. It's just stupid. It's yeah. like, it takes more than once. Like, okay, I, that, you know, Mr. So-and-so or, you know, Mrs. So-and-so name a hobby or something you really enjoy. I love crocheting. 
did you freaking crochet a beanie your first <laughs> You just thing? picked it up and you're this good, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. Oh, no, dearie. 30 like, years ago, I was this good at it. Yeah. Oh, no, dearie. It yeah. never started. Mm, let me no. see. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, but it's one of those things like, yeah, you've got to give it time. You've got to give it some consistency. And that's where I fell the most. I Especially when it comes to the gym, I go in spurts, man. Like, I'll be, I'll be solid for like six months from like eating. I, look, I'll never have washboard abs because I love carbs yeah. way too oh. much yeah, I feel you do. <laughs> but the thing is though it's like look I'm, I'm eating better and i'm going to the gym you know as often as i can throughout the week and i'll be good for six months and yeah. after that i deserve a break yeah <laughs> and again my fault yeah i deserve this you it, know what? but once again it's also taking that responsibility it's not kind of like uh it doesn't work it doesn't work for me man yeah. and it's i'm not feeling you know it's it's putting the blame on everything else, it's yeah. you know you had those brownies, yeah, on the weekend, like it, and that's why you don't feel good now, and that's why you know like you blew your goal of not eating. It's sweets everybody's anymore. problem but your own. Yeah, and it's you have to you have to take it, and that's yeah, I, I. That's one of the things you you talked about Jocko Williams a little bit earlier today, and like I absolutely agree with that. Like their their book, um, him and I think I can't I was Leif Babin. Leif, thank you. Yeah. I, was, I always want to call him Leif, but I'm like it's not. Like, <laughs> It's uh, Leif uh, co-wrote a book on extreme ownership. <laughs> so I actually That's called a guy my last job. I was selling uh, aerial imagery for a particular company. And uh, I called him Leif. He's like, it's Leif, but how can I help you? I'm like, shh. <laughs> well, I'm off to a sure. great start with this guy. Sure, bro. <laughs> but anyways, they co-wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. And it's basically a leadership book um, written by two um, Navy SEAL more or less commanders. They were in charge of uh, Charlie Platoon. And, um, and basically they, they, it's really cool how it's written, how it's, they actually give a very brief battle story. Then they give the, the moral or the, uh, the moral of the story basically, or whatever principle they're trying to teach of what they, what they did in that scene to help save lives, to get the objective done, whatever it was. And then they also, and then the third section of the chapter, they actually apply it to a business setting and give an example. And it's, it's absolutely great. Um, Wow, I totally just forgot where I was going with this, but <laughs> taking ownership. Take, thank you, taking ownership, yeah. and so it's nice because they actually teach you throughout this entire book of taking ownership through these examples of constantly showing, hey, this is your fault. You have to own that. The soon as the sooner you can own the fact that everything is your fault and that you have control much more than you're either giving yourself credit for or that you or the lack thereof. Yeah. The sooner you get that through your head, the more the sooner you're going to be successful. Exactly, and I and I love that he he would uh, he would pull apart things where he would be like, well, technically this guy could have done this, and and those yep. dudes then where were those guys at? And those guys, you know, yeah. he he pulls that all apart, and he starts to realize, well, this is my operation. Yeah, like probably get to train those guys more. Mm, didn't check with them to make sure their comms were on, so like that's why they could have been delayed before they came in and. It doesn't matter. I'm the was the one in charge. Hey, yeah, that's on me. I screwed this one up, and it was just like wow, because it's something no one wants to do. Of course not. He doesn't talk about it like it's like I love when I screw up, (laughs) dude. It's an ego hit. It's uncomfortable. Like it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sucks. Oh man, it's it's but it's so once like it's like you said it's really once you get it, and it's like you want to find purpose. You want to find success then you need to go find it. Yeah. It's up and to you. You it's need to, to go anybody do else. It. Yeah. And it's, it, that's where I can't stand a lot of the whole, you know, white privilege. 
And it's like, look, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I was very fortunate to be born yeah. in, a, in yeah. a decent family that had, you know, both parents involved. So, yeah, I can't affect that. That's not, no. I didn't have anything to do with that. So, yeah, if you want to call it privilege, fine, I'll give you that. However, I got my own education. My parents go to, didn't go to high school for me to get my diploma. I paid for college. My parents didn't pay for it. No. You know, they didn't go for me either. They yeah. didn't get my job. <laughs> well, that's, again, it's, it's silly, right? But that's it, the whole, yeah. like, your white privilege, you know, or... You're, you're, or we'll take the white part aspect out of it and just say you're, you're privileged. Yeah, you have, yeah, it's like you're privileged. And it's no, I didn't. I just worked hard. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, well, it's so odd when I, when I hear that because it's like there's, especially in those, you know, whether it's you want to, I mean, I'm going to take once again, like you, race out of it because I think it doesn't matter because no. there's plenty of people. I mean, they play it. Sure. But it's like there's plenty of people where like the unprivileged people that they're talking about, like all they have to do is, just open their eyes a little wider and see that there's people that use that and going like, man, I didn't have it. So I'm going to go get it. And they're, they, it, it motivated them. Yeah. And that's what's so odd is when people go and that's what talking about like the ease and things in life is, you know, like it, it, it drives me nuts because man, I've, I spent my teenage life sit around being lazy because it was really easy to do. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> there's a, so you were super into airsoft <laughs> yep. before. And I yep. remember you had like your, your like an airsoft group. And so you got us like us, like younger kids. That was like, fun. Dude, yeah. let's go do it. I remember I did it once. And you know why I only did it once with you? Because it sucked <laughs> to have to run around and find, you know, find the, you know, find a cover to get yeah. behind so I wouldn't get shot and stuff. And, you know, I could blame it on like you had your electric automatic ones. Oh, I had a stupid $30 Walmart spring action one, That's you know, right, yeah. I could, I could, I could find all these, you know, Oh, you had done it. This is my first time. So you didn't go easy on me. Yeah. You know, why I didn't do it is because it was hard and it was cold and I, w I wasn't very good at it. And so I, I never went back. Yeah. And did it with you, but I still think about it. And I, I think about it now and I, well, especially now as I drive around and where we did it is now million dollar houses instead <laughs> of crazy, instead of a, <laughs> a beautiful mountainside. But, uh, uh, it, it was just laziness, man. Like I could, I was like, why am I, I remember sitting there in the snow, in the mud, this, this, that was a cold day. <laughs> it just freaking like, if I stuck my head up, I'm going to get shot in the freaking face. And I remember like, I, I came out here instead of playing Call of Duty. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Like, and I, yeah. I went home and played Call of Duty yeah. and didn't ever go back out again because it was easier. Yeah. But now. And doesn't hurt. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it all depends. If you throw your controller and break it and realize it's $60, your mom's going to be so, uh, so yeah. mad it hurt. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it hurt your wallet. But, uh, and, but anyway, but it, it was, it was a point of like, I, I've lived, I, I've lived that life. Yeah. The sitting around. And I, I remember my wife even was like, cause I, I talking about like ran into Drew again. You know, like we've talked about getting together and, you know, kind of like rekindling, a, a, you know, a friendship because we yeah. seem to have a lot more in common than we did then. And she was like, well, yeah. why? And I was like, and I started thinking about things and I was like, well, like Drew went out and did tactical, like airsoft, like actual war games. I played video war games. Drew bought a race car. <laughs> I, you know, I wanted to, I, I wanted to, I was going to see if they bring it up. We might not have time, but anyway, like I remember, I remember that, but uh, like you, you went uh, and bought one. Yeah. I just played Forza, you know, or like Midnight Club <laughs> I or played whatever. Gran Turismo <laughs> or, or, or whatever. But it was the point of like, 
that was often the difference between me and you is you would go and do things and whether that was like, you know, I'm sure it was, you know, your parents taught you that, but I mean, and I'm not, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your skirt. I mean, sure. You could tell me all the dumb things you did instead uh, plenty of, doing of the, them. the right things, <laughs> but it was a point of like, there, there is a difference in, in that. And then like, I, you know, part of me wonders if it was like what your parents taught you and maybe the friends you kept around you instead of, you know, I attribute, you know, some of that to my parents. Absolutely. But at the same time, I also attribute that just, it's just a personality thing. It's a choice. Yeah. You know? Like it's, again, you can talk, you can contribute, you, you know, contribute that to the upbringing or you can say it's my choice. Well, it's it, exactly. And, and I, I, I shouldn't have, I probably shouldn't even mention or like your parents or stuff, but it was, well, no. but it, cause you're right. It was definitely personal. Like I saw you buy your Honda. Yeah. I saw you. I saw you, and like, you're two years older than me. I could have been like, oh, in two years, I can be doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't. I didn't do it. I thought it was super cool that you did it, but I didn't do it. Yeah. And the, you're right. That's, that's freaking And I, you've and lived both sides of not doing to doing now. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're both into guns. Yes. You're showing me your rigs and the stuff that you have is not, is not really designed for shooting soda cans, right? It's, it's, it's no. much for, <laughs> it's, it's much, it's a setup that's designed for self-defense for actual action. It was built. If I had to drag myself through the mud and the, in the slime and stuff, it's still going to go bang when I pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a rig that's designed for action for direct yes. action. Right. And so you're living this now the, you've made the choice to, I'm going to go do. Yes. And, you, I'm I'm sure like preaching the choir here of just like what how much better of a life that is when you oh. actually choose to and it sucks. do something. It sucks. I wish I was. There's times I look at my other gun parts and I go, "Golly, I have that part unlocked on freaking Call of Duty, but I can't." <laughs> Don't we? It's all. so <laughs> like you know the, that the thirteen hundred dollar Trijicon is just the the optic that comes with on the game. But you, I sit there and like look at it on Trijicon.com going, "Oh, one day, oh." And you don't even realize the real world application of it. <laughs> I have no idea. I've it's never like, used one before. <laughs> it's like, you but think it, the ACOG is the best thing ever. And then you actually realize, and you, you actually use one in real life and realize this is a very limited optic. Yes, yes, yes. It's, well, exactly. Like I bought a three power optic and I yeah. go, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those moments. <laughs> this one, you, you pull the corner and you're like, where am I? Where am I? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it, but it, exactly. It's the point of like the, the point I'm, we're making is it sucks. It's, and I know, yeah, now I have to go buy the single power optic and I have to save up for that because I can't be an irresponsible dummy and just go buy it. Cause I, you know, kidneys what, you're die. not like everyone else just <laughs> swipes away. No, dude, <laughs> <laughs> no, a slim wallet. My credit cards don't fit in it. <laughs> Why is my head? <laughs> I was actually really glad of that. When I got my first slim wallet, I'm like, yes, I'm forced to like, actually, what can I trim out of this freaking billfold, dude? Oh, credit cards. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> and they had, they haven't been in my wallet for years. Good for you. For a couple That's of years. Awesome. It doesn't mean paid off, but <laughs> <laughs> it, but uh no, but it's it's but I guess that's that's the whole point. Is is like it's easy to play Forza. But it's like, guess what? You still have to drive your stupid car to work and you know, 
Yeah. Sometimes it's worth it to save up the money and get your hands all nasty and dirty and put in those those new parts in it. And I don't even say sometimes. I say it's 100 percent worth Look, it. Because the I story you're not telling true. about that race car, that quote unquote race car <laughs> I got, was the damn thing never worked. I that's what I was going to so, ask you about it. Because now that I because at the time all I know it's like I can I I remember I believe you can get you can have a pass emissions. No, I couldn't pass safety or emissions. The guy basically without telling i mean you know super shady guy who built it and just flat out said oh yeah like it'll pass okay sure sounds good awesome and yeah so we drove it home wouldn't pass safety or emissions so my dad and i spent a ton of time just to get the stupid thing to pass and ultimately i actually never did um we had to we we dumped i think like 700 bucks on top of what we were paid for it and to a 17 year old 700 bucks is yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a year's worth of, you know, mowing lawns and well, how much working did, your job. How much did you buy that thing for? It's five grand. Which, if it was like a real race car and you only sold it for five grand, it's like something that was like, don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, dude. But it was like this, you know, it was a total, it was a total ricer. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. And the thing was fast. I mean, it was. Oh, I'm. If it didn't it pass insane, the missions, dude. I'm sure it was awesome. <laughs> but the problem with that, the reason why is because the guy took a lot of shortcuts and actually blew the engine. Oh, um, okay. he didn't do the turbo oh. setup right. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. But anyways, the it, even though that whole thing sucked, and we lost, I lost basically everything. Um, I I sold it as a rolling shell for twelve hundred bucks, and just to get out of it, because I was like, look, because we took it to someone who actually specialized in custom cars, and he's like, look. If you need this, if you want this car back where it's supposed to be, it's going to cost you about 4000 which is it's like more, buy, it's more than double. Yeah. yeah, it's more than double what this car is worth. It's not worth it unless you absolutely love this car. That's one thing that's up to you, but frankly, it's not worth your time. My dad are like, yeah, we don't have that money. And, and so we, we sold it. But the, the experience that was gained from that, and the fact is, like, and my dad knows this too, I wasn't super close to them growing up. He was very hard on me incredibly hard on me he was navy and he took his naviness if you want to call that out on me oh it's very strict I mean, and very he, orderly yeah and but we were never close for that reason however um through that car experience of us both working on this car we actually created a bond and a friendship through it and so yeah it sucked but it was actually definitely worth it nice i love your dad i've actually I do I've, now too I've, <laughs> that's good but it because he was pretty uh is so he was actually the bishop of our of our church yep. of our church ward is what, is what we call it but uh he uh when i was at, when i was wearing my my girl pants and had my long dyed hair and uh he was he was pretty rough on me uh i mean at, at, i guess i felt at the time is is you know why won't you just let me be me man as i flip my hair out of my <laughs> eyes why can't you just let me be me dude and I've actually gone back now and I've like gone back to our parents' ward. And uh-huh. when I when I see him, I shake his hand, I go like, Man, look, thank you for kinda oh, cool. for kinda being a hard ass like on me because I realize you had my best interests at heart. Then you you saw that I was being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And so you were just let you just calling me out. Like like we talked about. Sometimes it's good to be like, Hey, like like, you know, the doctor told my mom, Hey, you don't have any terminal illnesses, but like you probably will if you don't fix your weight and yeah. you know, Oh, you don't feel like you have any purpose here. Well, maybe you should work a little harder and find out what that purpose is. If you want to work here still. And it's, it's, you know, you, you see punk kids and you, you know, sometimes I think, God, oh, the best thing for them is some to punch them right in the face. So they know they're not <laughs> the freaking king of the world. Dude. And it, yep. but at the same time, like 
I think, I think people need that, you know, and it's, it's sad that sometimes you have to get knocked down, but guess what? Like that's real life. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's like, life, dude. I've been gonna, knocked down so many times. You're going to get your, your broke, broken bones, you know, you, you know, sticks and stones will break your bones and I hope my words hurt you. you know? it's like, <laughs> Cause it's, yep. you, you need it. You need it. You know, be nice. You don't want to, like we said, kind of like you you said your buddy. I, was, that's a, I think that's a great example of like, well, my dad always says be direct. So like, I'm always a dick to everyone. And it's like, what do you see the disconnect there, buddy? Yeah. Like be direct. Yeah. That is a different thing. Than Very being, different. Being that, you know, like very uh, different. Like tact is tact is also something that we're missing because you can be so brutal that once again, you're a dick, but then we're moving. Oh, we can't do that way. So we've swung back to this side where yeah. well, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Or, you know, because you, you are being assertive or, or direct. Yeah. It's too much for people. It's like, well, no, sorry. Do I got to let you get going? Yeah. I got to get out of here. All right, man. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. I said, it's, (laughs) it's it's pretty random. We didn't talk about half the things we, we even talked about talking about, which that is pretty normal for this, but episode two then, right? Yeah. We'll do it again. Um, anything you'd, I guess you don't really do social media. Your your business stuff is, is personal and things like that. So yeah, pretty much uh, (laughs) tell your friends. You can find this on, uh, uh, the Google iTunes, uh, stitcher and cast box or the, uh, cast. Yeah. I said that right. Cast box. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. But anyway, <laughs> all right. You Do see you we... even podcast, bro? <laughs> Barely. Uh, all right. Well, see you later, folks. Cool. Thanks.